even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. We are on episode... Welcome back, my friends. We are the Smarky Geeks. I am Frankie, and I watch the shitty show. De Jesus. And I am John Torriano, and I'm, I am exercising option C. Ah, uh, nice, uh, nice. Um, contact information, and you're listening to episode 104, contact We're information. We're back. We're back. Uh, together. Uh, contact information. Oh! No. <laughs> This is my ass. Contact information, as always. You can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com. Call hotline number at 347-SMARKY6. Leave a comment, review, question, be part of the show. Subscribe to us or whatever podcast catch you use. Just search Smarky Geeks or The Smarky Geeks. We'll be the ones that show up if your podcast catch you use, particularly Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us a five-star review. It helps spread word of the show. No profanity in the review because they won't post it. Uh, subscribe to us on our Twitters at Smarky Geeks at Frankie DeJesus at the John Turiano. Subscribe to us on our Facebook group, my favorite place to be online, where you can also vote on the SG One Pinnacle Two going strong. Um, might have to talk about that uh, in this episode. <laughs> um, it's been a while. Well, when I say talk about it, we may have to talk about one of the participants. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that. Subscribe to us on our Instagram at the Smarky Geeks, and as always, on with the show. How you been? How you doing? It's been like four weeks. Yeah, but now, I think it's been two weeks, right? Two weeks per show. Right. We went bi-weekly, basically. Uh, yeah. But it's been like four weeks since you've been on this show. Yes. So how you been, John? I update everyone on your life. Um, no updates. <laughs> Which is why I like it. Yeah. All right. Alright, alright. You ain't got no new devices or nothing like oh, that? That's not really an update. <laughs> it's an update on your phone? Yeah, I got the um, Pixel 5a. Yeah. I got it Monday. Last Monday, got my case, hooked it up, and it's beautiful. It brings a tear to my eyes. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Right. That's good banter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I mean, it's been a while. It's not much to talk about. Really. No, no, I've been quiet. So, let's just call it. Yeah. Just say go watch wrestling. I'm joking. So we've, I've been, I held it out on my solo episodes. I did not talk about Takeover. I did not talk about All Out at all because I wanted you in the room so you can shit on my cornflakes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I do what I do. What I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. This is it. This is, we're finally going to talk about... Thir- Trust me, I'm going to show my own core flakes. Yeah. Don't worry about we're it. We're finally going to talk about TakeOver 36. Uh, and uh, All Out. AEW's All Out event. And then uh, we're going to do some news. And then we're going to talk about other shit, like uh, this, Ring of Honor. There's a little bit of news. Yeah, a little bit. It's not much. The small news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we'll talk about uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Death Before Dishonor. 
the Impact. What was it called? Oh, uh, um, Victory Road. Victory Road, and then we'll do our main event. Yeah. And uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, we'll do, we'll do take over first. Yes, we'll take over. All right. Take over. The last curtain call. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we're gonna we're not gonna get too much into it because it's been a while. We're gonna shot next shotgun review it. We're gonna sort of shotgun. I will. My overall impression was this is like this show was a year end contender. I loved uh, pretty much every, from, from what I remember, pretty much everything. Uh, it was a great show, and it did feel like, hey, let's go all out. No pun intended. Um, yeah, it did feel like, hey, this is our last shot to impress and right. go out there, go out with a bang. Yeah. And then I, I felt like they they did it. Yeah. Mostly. I, For the most part. I can't recall they, they had a few hiccups. But we'll see. Yeah, I can't remember. But let's go. For, let's right, go. So the pre-show, which I didn't watch, Rich Holland defeated Trey Baxter. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch this. So It lasted a minute and 45 seconds. It was well, a squash. So yeah. but basically... He, it was the a, big guy destroyed the little guy. Yes. It was a preview of what NXT is going to be. Yes. Um, all right. First match. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Defeated... L.A. Knight for the Million Dollar Championship. Right. Yeah, I enjoyed this. This was, was good. good. I thought it was great, actually. Uh, I gave it three three quarters. Same here. I remember. Same here. Um, trying to remember any any particulars that happened through it. I don't remember. See, the problem is it was so long, it was almost a month yeah, it was ago. A while ago. I know what's his face got involved. The Million Dollar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? And uh, and he he got he got the belt back, or he got the belt rather. Yeah. But uh. So three three quarters. I can live with that. Yeah. All right. Next up, Raquel Gonzalez defeated Dakota Kai to retain the Women's Championship. This was great, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. I thought Raquel would be going to the main roster. Oh. I thought they would want to get to Dakota Kai. Maybe they can send Dakota Kai to the main roster. She's been there longer. Yeah, maybe. Uh, three, three and a half. Who's good? Although, have we seen Raquel since this? Nope. They're probably preparing her. Yeah. All right. Um. Next up, Il... Match of the year candidate. Eli Dragunov defeated Walter by submission for the United Kingdom Championship. Yeah. I loved everything about this match. This was awesome. It was just... Every... You know, I'm not a... See, the... Um... I don't like the flippy flip stuff. You know that. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, the words just punching and stuff either. But for some reason, his match with Walter are always show stealers. Because well, it is hard. Yeah, they're stiff as fuck. And they've botched a few times in this match. But you didn't but notice it. it. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Because it's like, I, I fucked up a move. What do I do? Well, just fucking hit me. Yeah. That's the way they do it. And right. even if they don't fuck up a move, what do we do? Just fucking hit me. Right. And they these guys have had this match for years. And you got to give Walter credit, and you got to give Dragunov credit yeah. for taking those hits. Well, yeah. Like I was getting to that. Because they, they've had this match for years. They know each other's limits. Right. So they go to that distance. And they, they did that here as well. And I kind of like this match. It's arguable. But I, I kind of like this match better than the the first last match? year's. Um, um, I can't say that. There's more story here. Yeah, I'll, that I'll agree with. And that's why. Because I like drama. And this had that drama. This I had think- him... Getting his win back from then. I think the reason I liked the first one more is that I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Because with this one, I kind of knew what, what I was going to get. Yeah. Not, not that it's a bad thing, but I knew what I was going to get going yeah. into this. So that's why I enjoyed the first one more because it kind of surprised me. Yeah. Um, next up, 
Four and a half. Oh, definitely. I just want to go four and three quarters. Huh. Next up, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole two falls to one. And what was Adam Cole's last match in, in NXT? Uh, this was okay. It, it three, three and a half. It just, the, end, the third fall kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was kind of lukewarm. Look at this. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Good save, though. We're watching the first Extreme Rules. Yeah. Um, yes. The, 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 the three Season falls. one Extreme Rules. Yeah. The, the, the two out of three falls match between O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Um, this, this was good. It was good stuff. It wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. And, and it, it felt sped up. It and felt like three matches what, in one. And they did what we thought they were going to do. O'Reilly won the wrestling match. Yeah. Cole won the street fight. Yeah. That's what we kind of expected. Because they got but, their wins back from, right. from what they lost. Yeah. But, you know, like, not that it left a bad taste in my mouth. It just kind of left me, eh. Yeah. It was good. It, just, eh. it wasn't up to par with what they are capable of. Also, I think it had a follow-up Dragon Off Walter. Yeah. Dragon Off Walter should have closed the show. But even if... if In that, a perfect world. If this match was what they gave us, wherever you put the, the Dragon Off match... Right. It still was a little more ending. It's still... See, still my problem with this feud was the same problem I have with the Pinnacle Inner Circle feud. You did... They, they did that... They did that... They did that no-holds-barred match... The first match they had. Yeah. When they had the awesome video package for them. Yeah. That should have been the end of it, and it wasn't. No, it's just... The the way they did this, this this match. Right. It was just like, the falls were just... It was fast. The whole match was fast. Even though they got, like, good time. Like, it was like 20-something minutes. 25 minutes, yeah. But it was three matches in those three... In those right, three, right. In those 20-something. So those falls came quick. Yeah. You know? And then the last one was lukewarm with the, the submission, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like there was a botch somewhere, and they went right to the end. Or it felt like all the matches running long, and it had its ending because it's not the main event to go. Yeah, probably, yeah. But, yeah, I went three and a half. Like, it was nothing great. Yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm a huge Adam Cole fan. To yeah. me, this is one of the, not my favorite performance from him. And no. No, it was, it, it was his swan song too. Yeah. I feel like he didn't put a lot of effort, like he put effort in, but he didn't go all out because he knew he was leaving. I almost feel like that a little bit. No, I don't think he would have done that to Kyle O'Reilly, no. Right, I'm saying, like, I think I Kyle like O'Reilly probably wanted. agreed to it too. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly, like, you know what, you're leaving, let's, let's go out there, let's have a great match. Yeah. Let's not, let's not kill each other out there. Nah, they like these guys know, are. Just, these guys are obsessed with. They're artists. I know. And they wouldn't I, want to put out a shitty thing on a takeover. Not, a, uh, not so, that it was shitty. I'm not saying it was. Right. But they wouldn't want to like let's half acid while we're here. I know. Since but this it is going to be our last feel, match. It know? didn't feel. I think it was just a timing issue. Maybe it was just a timing issue, and they they had to do what they had to do. You know, because we. I just yeah, I just think it was a timing issue, and the yeah. whole the whole gimmick of the three falls thing. Yeah. The two out of three falls thing was just weird. I think they, I think they had, when they had that one match with the un, the um unsanctioned, that should have been the end of their that should have been it. Like the future ended right there. Yeah, or or it, it should have breathed a little bit more or, before they went back to it. Or they should have did what I said they should have did with Inner Circle and Pinnacle. That should have been the last match. It should have built up to that. You know, have the street fight, have the wrestling match, and have a trade back and forth. Then lead up to the unsanctioned fight. Yeah. 
Like they let off against like Pinnacle and Sun let off with war games and then digress to other matches. With this, the the um the unsanctioned match should have been the end of the feud. That should have been the that should have been the swan song for the feud. Well, it was like they treated it like that's what it was going to be for a while. And it should have that's what it should have been. It wasn't. They like, went they went right back to it. Right now, now and that's why this match was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Because like, we saw it, we maybe they, yeah, maybe they saw the writing on the wall and they were like, let's just just do this now, yeah, right. get it over with. And in the main event, Samoa Joe defeated Cameron Cross for the NXT Championship. I actually enjoyed the match. It was good. It was really good. It was the best I've seen Cross. To tell you the truth, yeah. And anything, I gave it three and three quarters. Uh, the, yeah, I said three and three and a half with the previous one. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, I gave this three three quarters. This was yeah. It was good. It was good. It was the best Cross I've seen. Cross is good. I think he's as good as who was in the ring with. Yeah, you know we said about like 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 back in the day, Luger was good, mm-hmm. but Luger only looked looked better than he was sometimes with who he was in the ring with. Yeah, Ric Flair, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, um, three 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 quarters. I'll live with that. Yeah. So yeah, so that's take that was takeovers on um, curtain calls. Yeah, uh, this was this was a great takeover. This still lived up to the. The idea that you should never bet against a takeover, and uh, that the future of that is in, in is in the balance right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we're, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna talk about I'm that. I'm curious as to what the next takeover is gonna be. But yeah, oh, how it's gonna feel. But the yeah, this did, did feel like a curtain call of the 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 previous NXT. Right. Uh, this yeah, it was weird. It, it was weird, and then. After this, I don't think you watched them. But did you watch any of the tape stuff, NXT stuff that they showed after, like the weekly shows? No. Yeah, yeah. It it just felt it was it was NXT regular NXT, but it just felt like they were just preparing for the next right. iteration. You know, you know, it was it was a bunch of tape shows, and they showed a bunch of big guys learning from the little guys. It was like enhancement matches, you know. But uh. Yeah, we'll get into 2.0 in a second. Yeah, and also. All right. Yeah. So, let's talk about All Out. Let's talk about All Out. Now, I didn't go through this. I, I did talk about my overall feelings on one of my solos. What was your opinion? It was one of the greatest pay-per-views I've ever seen. Ever. You're insane. It, it was. It was great. Um, well, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Uh, what was the kickoff match? Kickoff with a ten-man tag. The buy-in. The buy-in. Oh yeah, the ten-man with the Jurassic Express. Best friends, Jurassic Express. Yeah. Defeated the Hardy Family Hardy, Office yeah. and Hybrid Two O. And Hybrid Two. They're part of the Family Office. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, this was fun. It was a lot of fun. I did watch this. This was uh just a lot of a big fun party match, just to get the crowd. Excited. Yeah. It was just fun to get in. Three and a half. Uh, yeah, same yeah. Miro defeated Eddie Kingston to retain the TNT Championship. This was great. Uh, I gave it three and three quarters. Um, a three and a half. Uh, I just loved it. Nothing it was, bad. It was three and a half. Yeah. It was well worked. Smart. Um, and, uh, yeah. It was awesome. I fucking loved it. All right. Next up. John Moxley defeated Satoshi Kojima. Santoshi Kojima. Yeah, that's all right. Like, oh, I fucking loved it. Santoshi Kojima. Just these two guys went in there and kicked each other's asses. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Three and a half. 
Well, same here. I mean, it wasn't bad. It didn't, you know, it wasn't, it didn't blow me away. It was three and a half. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeated Chris Statlander by submission. This was great. Yeah, this was actually uh, I gave this four. Um, the one thing I did notice here, other than the match being good enough, Chris Statlander is fucking over. To a point where they actually started booing Brit. Which, if you've been following Brit for a while, it's hard to do. But they were booing her because of Chris was in there. And I liked that. That was really good. And the audience wants to give, wants to be a part of the match. So they, they're, if Chris, that, if Brit is going against Chris, they're going to boo Brit. Thought that was great. The, oh yeah, sorry, she did the Pittsburgh Sunrise or whatever. Yeah. Uh, teasing. Apparently, apparently it was a tease of what was going to happen later. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a fun, exciting match. And the, the Panama Sunrise thing was done good. It was a good Panama Sunrise. Uh, I loved it. Four snarks. Smarks. Oh, I'll go three three quarters. Next up, um, the Lucha Brothers defeated the Young Bucks in a steel cage for the AW World Tag Team Championship. Greatest fucking cage match I've ever fucking seen. I fucking love this. Five smarks. Snarks. Whatever the fuck we're calling it. Uh, I don't remember. What are we calling it? Smarks is fine. Smarks? Yeah, I guess. All right, yeah. Four turnbuckles. <sighs> Five tumbuckles. Tum- turnbuckles. <laughs> That's what I'm looking What did you love about it? Everything. It was fun. It was crazy. The story they told. It was fucking. It was awesome. What's not to like about it? I went three and three quarters. Okay. So I you liked, liked it. it. <laughs> A I did, lot, apparently. But it was like. I mean. I guess it is what it is for the type of match it is. It's a steel cage match, Texas Tornado. I guess that's what you do in those kind of matches. And, you know, it was good. I'll leave it at that. I liked it. It was good. It was fine. No, yeah, it was fucking awesome. But go, I'm, I'm, I'm not going five. But it was good. I went five. That shit was fucking awesome. It was a match of your contender. It was good. Fucking awesome. The fucking uh, uh, Canadian destroyer off the top rope. They, and the fucking uh, stiff-ass looking fucking power drivers. I feel sorry for those Jackson brothers. Um. Yeah. And then the fucking... I was like heartbroken when uh, Pentagon went to take the hit for his brother for the the spiked sneaker gimmick. It's like goddamn, and then and then they won, and then the crowd goes oh, and the entrances were fucking awesome with the 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 Lucha Bros. Yeah, and the the rapper guy that came in, the first rapper guy that was speaking Spanish. I don't, I don't I never met seen him before, and then the other guy who came in, I forgot his name, his name is Ruckus or something like that. He's their music guy. He's the guy who does all the intros and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it fucking look on. They came in with the Aztec uh, headgear and all that shit. The shit was fucking awesome. Loved it. Right. Next. Five stars. Um, Ru- <laughs> Ruby still had the um, Women's Casino Battle Royal with Ruby Soho. The debut of Ruby Soho won. Yeah. So next week, actually, at the show you're going to be at, she gets her title match. Grand Slam. Um... Well, a couple of things about her name. I, I did a little reading up on it. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. It's a rancid song. Yeah. She wasn't planning on doing... I read an interview with her. She wasn't planning on doing any podcast or anything. She didn't want to use her old wrestling name, Lynn Lovelace. Heidi. Heidi Lovelace. She didn't want to use that name. Yeah. She went on a podcast by the guitar that's, that's 
done by the guitarist for Rancid. Lars, right? And he right, and he told her, use the name. It's perfect. He goes, I'll get you, I'll get the song clear for you. Yeah. So she had permission from the the band Rancid to use the song. Yeah. And so the Tony Khan didn't have to buy it. They she could use it. Yeah. Um, and the gimmick too. I think the 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 idea of her being the runaway and all that stuff yeah. came from Lars as well. Um. I mean, it was fine her winning. I I don't know how I feel about her coming in and winning it right out. Uh, as opposed to people that have been there for a while. Well, it's... That, I'd rather Thunder Rose that much. Because nah, there's, there's a story there's a story there with Thunder Rose. Yeah, and the story's still there. Right, so I... W- that's I, not going to go anywhere. Yeah, but I This don't is know. just to give her some relevance. She's going to have her match with Britt Baker, and either she'll win or whatnot. I doubt it. But... It's just to get her up there, get her name out there, and then she'll she'll get her story development. Uh, you know? uh, they've done it before. I, I, um, I'm not a fan. I, I'm glad that she's that she's there and she's in it. But I'm not a fan of her winning it. Oh, we didn't talk about the mirror match with Eddie Kingston. Remember yeah. how that finished with the turnbuckle gimmick, and you liked it. Cause oh I, yeah, 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 I ended. You liked it, and I didn't like it when we were watching. We watched it together. Yeah. And I didn't like that finish. And you liked it. Let's talk about it. And uh, I ended up loving it. Because I've seen the pay-per-view like five times. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically what happened was... That's a leather couch recliner thing. I you fought it. Stop. Reclining. <laughs> um, so what happened was... Let's, let's rewind. Back to the mirror Eddie Kingston match for the TNT title. Uh, so what, how I finished was... Eddie Kingston was, um, Miro went to go for a German, Eddie Kingston grabbed the turnbuckle to stop it, but it didn't stop it, so Miro ended up doing the German anyway, and Miro, uh, Eddie Kingston pulled out the turnbuckle pad and, and, and went along with the German, right? And drops the pad. Um, the referee notices it, he's like, what the fuck, like, dude. And so then Miro goes for his, um, it used to be called the accolade, what's he called right now? Oh, game over? The game over. Yeah, so he goes for the game over. He got him in the game over, and he's pulling, he's pulling. But Eddie Kingston reaches for the fucking rope, and the crowd goes fucking crazy when he gets the top, the ropes. Um, and and then Merrill's pissed off, frustrated, because no one gets out of the, the game over, right? Um, so he picks, Merrill picks up the pad. And this is why I loved it afterwards. You liked it from the start. Because I just felt like if... Because... All right, let me get... Let me finish. Right, so basically, so, yeah. So Mero picks up the pad. He's about to use it. The referee stops him. Takes the pad from Mero. Goes to put it back on the, the corner. As the referee's doing that, Eddie Kingston gets his... Uh, what's it called? The Urican um, back fist. Whatever he calls it. And then he gets the DDT, which is something he's been teasing in his promos. Like, right. that's his weakness. Gets the DDT. Gets the pin. But the referee's not looking. So he's not there in time to count the three. Right. Which you can see the whole audience turns on the ref immediately. Because they, they didn't even start yelling, you fucked up, you fucked up. Because Eddie only gets the two pin. And and then later on, uh, Eddie gets um, Mero up. And he's about to throw Eddie into the, the corner that's exposed now because it got pulled off. And the referee jumps in front and stops him. And that was like, I w- at first was like, oh, are you kidding me? And then 
of course that distracts the referee and then Miro gets the low blow and then gets his move and then gets the pin the reason why I fell in love with it same thing with another match later on um, is that they focused on that corner to a point like where the referee would do something like that because there was a focus on that corner right because Miro after he gets the accolade the game over he picks up the pad and he's going to use the pad on Eddie as a weapon and that's when the referee stopped Miro it's like no you can't use that as a weapon you can't use weapons that causes the referee to take the pad away from him and what's he going to do with the pad he goes to put it back on the corner and that's why the referee was distracted and why Eddie didn't get three pin because Eddie the referee was distracted and then Eddie goes to use the corner because there was a focus on it and the referee's not gonna let has been following the rules for the whole time for the match he stops Eddie from it so I fell in love with the whole the, the whole angle I was like ah this is actually fucking smart um, I think one thing we both said and now they got they gotta be consistent with that though but with the storytelling the only reason why it worked was because the referee was constantly focused on that you know what I'm saying because he he noticed it happen a lot of times when they do that the referee doesn't notice it happen right it, there's another point later on in another match where something similar happens and on and all out we'll, we'll, we'll get to, I'll get to that and later um but that's why I that's what because that's what I had said like they have to do some this every time then right but not necessarily because this story told the story of the referee was focused on that corner the whole time. And that's why he was distracted from it. You know? And I was like, oh, they, they, they covered their bases, basically. Right. That's what they did. And I like that. Uh, where were we? Back to the future. Back, back to the future. Um, next up, Chris Jericho defeated MJF by submission. Oh, this is the next match I was yes. going to actually get into. Okay, good. Um, I don't know. I loved it. I it, was it was a great. good match in a, in a bubble. Yeah. But I'm t- the f- I'm over the feud. Like the whole pinnacle inner circle thing. That's good because the feud is over for now. Which again, <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah. That makes no the the feud is just over now. Like they, they had the blood feud going on. Well, and yeah, it's just they'll, over they'll now. Circle back around, but for now it's over. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this match was good. I gave it three three quarters. I went three and a half. Um. The. So yeah, so this had two finishes, right? Uh, one where the referee gets distracted, MJF does the Judas effect on Jericho and gets the pin and goes one, two, and then Jericho puts his leg on the ropes, but the referee doesn't see it and then counts to three. And then later on, another referee comes out of nowhere. This is where I said they got to be consistent with that then. But this is where... I, I agreed, but I was like, after watching it five times, I was like, actually, no. Because I, I'll get to that in a second. And then the match continued, and then Jericho gets his, his um, submission finish. So, the reason why I, I turned against the ending on this one was the same reason. They they made us focus. There, there was, the referee was didn't come out of nowhere. Because you remember, Wardlow came out to interfere. Right? Right. And then after that, behind Wardlow came Hager. And they started brawling. And then all of a sudden, referees came out to shoo them away. Right? So they gave us a reason why this fucking referee was there. 
and why another referee would be there to see a different finish. I was like, holy shit, they covered their bases. So it doesn't have to happen every time. You know? They just covered their bases for it to happen this time. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, but, I mean, let's suspend belief for a second. When a match is happening, you know there's officials watching the match in the back. And if somebody had their foot on a rope and you count three, when they, when they send another referee out to say, no, the foot's on a rope, continue the match. No, because the official that's in the ring, that's there. But there's another official that came out. The official saw it. Why would officials be watching the match? Why would you assume officials are watching the match? Because in, in real sports, they, they have officials like in the main office watching all the, all the, all the match, all the events. That's why they have instant replay rule. This doesn't have instant replays here. That would be cool if some promotion did that. Oh, it'd be so slow. It, <laughs> no, no, but only use it for finishes. Yeah. Like, like if there's a, if there's like a foot on the, you have somebody yeah. watching the match. There's like a foot on a rope, or somebody grabbed the rope and held yeah. tight. You have some referee going, no, he was holding the tights. Here's the, yeah, it comes out with a tablet. Here's the proof. <laughs> oh, and okay, that would be cool actually. Um, but, keep everybody honest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's why I kind of. Love the ending for this one as well. Like they, they, like I was saying before, they covered their bases. Um, the entrance here worked me. Um, MJF came out first, and he came out to the very familiar countdown right. of Jericho. The yeah. and I'm like, holy shit, he's calling. He, uh, he must have got the rights for this shit. Oh shit! And I'm waiting to hear the break the wall down. One of my favorite entrances. And it was fucking MJF. After the the countdown goes, it just it pops out because the gimmick here was the step was this was going to be Jericho's last match if he loses. Um, and it pops up Jericho's last match, and it's MJF who comes out looking like um, um Burger King. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because he was wearing that robe and shit like that. Yeah, I love the match. I thought I gave it three three quarters. I went three and a half. Um, I mean, it was good. Good storytelling. And they moved on. Alright, next up. The debut of CM Punk defeated Darby Allen. Loved it. I gave it four. Uh, three um, three quarters. Yeah, that was great. They told the story great. Um, fucking crowd, of course, is well into this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. It was great. It was fun. They did, oh, they did tributes to Hart and uh, One Two Three Kid. Um... Which I felt like that was what they were doing, but I didn't want to commit to it. When uh, CM Punk did that, that um, that side eye thing, yeah, where he was like, "Hmm, this kid got something." I was like, it felt like a heart thing. I was like, "Is he trying to be heart?" But anyway, uh, I like the gear. What do you think about Punk's new gear? I can't get used to it. I liked it. It looks weird. I can't get used to it. I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was nice. Um, something different. His legs are probably too skinny now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was great. And uh, Punk took the win. He the he did a he did a couple of uh, uh, go to sleeps here. The first one looked very gnarly, like he fucking hit him. Um. And uh, and then the second one looked good too. But yeah, this was good. I like it. All right, next up, this is our cool down match. Paul White defeated QT Marshall. Yeah. Uh, this was what it was supposed to be. Yeah, bathroom break match. Yeah, that's why I was there. This was so there could be a cool down, so 
so the two hot matches, which is the CM Punk thing and the the main event, the main event, don't take anything away from each other. You know, you get this little cool down thing. And I and don't want to see Paul White in the ring again. I'm done. It's fine. This is for these little one-off things that are good. You know, I was hoping he would do an angle. This is what I was expecting, but they didn't do nothing. It was just oh, oof, one quick match, and it's done. I don't know if they're gonna go further with other angles, but yeah, this was uh to cool down so we can get to the main event, and uh, I don't think the cool down worked. To tell you the truth, no. Because you can kind of tell the audience was there for the big moments for the main event. Let's get uh, the I three snarks this squash. Uh, two and a half. It was whatever. Yeah. Um. So the main event, Kenny Omega defeating Christian Cage. Uh, I gave it four. That was great. Uh, three and three quarters. Um, the audience was there for all the the high spots for sure, but you could tell they were kind of out. It's been a long night. And uh, they're excited for everything that's been happening. That's the bad part about having pay-per-views on Sunday nights. You know, yeah. they get AEW needs to go back to Saturday nights for pay-per-views. No, I mean I'm not a fan of the Sunday night thing. No, I'm saying I'm talking about the people there. Oh, the people there don't care. They paid like whatever they paid for to be there. You know, um, so they were just super excited. Yeah, I would absolutely prefer pay-per-views on Saturday nights. It's just an easier time for us. Um, but but for, for the audience that was there like they it was everything that happened before the fucking cage match the the Britt Baker match the the CM Punk match which was what everyone was waiting for you know everything you know and then th- this match happened and then they were, they were just spent and you can tell see that's one of the problems I get that AW wants to put on a great pay-per-view I get that and that, that's what you want to do but sometimes you can't have a pay-per-view with all these great matches on one card because this is what happens. The, the, the people in attendance get burnt out. You know, by, by the time you get to the main event, they're worn out already because it was such an exciting card. I mean, you're... I think you're elevating what I'm trying to say. Right, but it's kind they, of They true. weren't out. They weren't, like, done with the match. No, they weren't done, you but know? they didn't have the same energy they would have had. Take out... Do you think they would have had the same energy for this match... Which is Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega, which I think they did do a great job building it up. Right, uh, right. but I don't think it was as hot of a match as it was. Punk it was nowhere near. It, was, or, it, was, it felt like, know what it felt like? It felt like it was a title defense for Kenny Omega to get to the next moment. Yeah, like there was nothing there. There was nothing to it yeah. except for Kenny Omega defending his title. I mean, the match itself was good. It was good. It was, it was great. That wasn't bad. No, it was good. Christian um, Cage still has it. It was good. But the. Uh, but the, yeah, but the idea of the match was yeah, it was just it was the next step. Right. Uh, but they, I think they told a good heat. They gave the match on the the idea of the match enough heat for for us to be like, can Kenny lose this? Because Kenny lost already. I would. Right? I had no doubt that Kenny was gonna. Like, but I'm I was saying yeah, for right. for us smarts, yeah, we know that that's not that wasn't gonna happen. But they gave us interest in this match with the with Christian winning the the Impact title. You know, Christian. You know, doing every, whatever everything they did before this match, they built up enough heat and enough interest for it to be a hot match, uh, and it was. And people were into it. Um, just not as into it as the other matches. The 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 fucking one winged angel off the top rope was fucking gnarly. 
Um, oh my god. Um, yeah, I, I, that was a great match. And uh, Kenny and the the, the Bucks and the the, the good brothers come in. And Kenny comes out. He grabs the mic. They start kicking the shit out of Christian. And then the Dress Express comes in and they kick the shit out of them. And you skipped the you skipped the big part. No, I'm getting to it. No, because no, 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 no. The the Bucks thing, the Demon Dress part happened later. That happened much later because what, no, Adam Cole does not come out first. Are you sure? Yeah, because Adam Cole kick super kicks on. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, boy? I forgot you watched it 20... 20 yeah. You watched it one billion times. I forgot. Yeah, so... Uh, so, they, you know, they fight off Jurassic Express. And then Kenny gets on the mic. And he's like, no one can defeat me, dead or alive. You know, he's, he's, he says a little gimmick because... But... Who comes out? I pointed out to you. When he said, anybody could beat me, they're not here or dead. Yeah. Which is a direct reference to Adam Cole, who they killed before he went to WWE. Yeah, on BTE. Right. They poisoned his energy drink. Um. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we hear music, and it's a oh, super professional. Um. The where was I? <laughs> Got Adam struck. Cole coming out. Yeah, Adam Cole comes out. They hit his music. He they give him a great fucking entrance music. I must that that must have been a focus. Like like if if he's gonna appear here, he needs a great fucking entrance music. I like his music. I like the beginning of it, but I think there should be no more singing after the beginning. Like, I don't it's all mind. about the boom. I think it should just be the music. I don't. I mind. don't like the singing. It, 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 I, I'm not. I like the music without singing. I don't, I don't mind it. Eh. But but the idea is like they 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 knew he needed great entrance music. I don't think it's as great as UE. No, no, no. no. It is better than the gimmick they gave him after UE broke up. Yeah, yeah. And now he has this. Which feels a little like UE. It does, even you know? the yellow with the lightning on yeah. on his tiny truck, I mean, the whatever music, they call it. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. Like, yeah it has yeah, like no. kind of the same. It's, very, it's inspired by the UE music, yeah. definitely. And it has places for the boom, right? And well, you have like, to, you have to put place in there for. But it. they didn't put it in his, his other music. Yes, they, yes, they did. It was re- not there. No, no, it's there. It's subtle as hell, though. When we're done, I'll listen to it and I'll uh, show you exactly where it is. It shouldn't be subtle. It has to be obvious because you got to get is. the fans into it. it. It's there. Though. That's important. Anyways. Sorry. So, yes, yeah, so he gets his great music. He comes out and they, we should have knew because he came out the heel entrance, um, the, the heel tunnel. He comes out and he, he saw everyone's fucking, oh, shit, he's here to save the Jurassic Express. And he comes out he stands next to Jungle Boy. And again, we should have known. If you, I've watched it five times. I'm looking at it it's like, this is such a setup for Jungle Like, he sits, Jungle Boy is right there in super kick position, like distance, right? <laughs> like, like, right to the side of him. Um, that's what happens when you watch it so many times. It, it just opens up the sausage and you just see everything. Um, so yeah, so he come, Adam Cole comes out, Jungle Boy's right there, and then he think, oh, he's gonna help the Jurassic Express and Christian, but nope, he super kicks Jungle Boy, and he goes heel, and the crowd, the crowd pops for this motherfucker like crazy, and they go crazy for him, they love it, they don't give a fuck about Jurassic Express, and he kills him, the the super click is back. I just it, can, you, can I pull you real quick? Yeah. So we're watching an old pay per view. There were commercials in it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, because it's it's peacock. Peacock. Um, 
Pirates. Yeah, sounds right. So the, they do the they do they they redo the the famous picture of the 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 Bucks the Bucks kissing, kissing um, Adam Cole. The crowd's crazy. The crowd's awesome. And then you think this is it. Oh wow, this is just a fucking great ending. And then all of a sudden, flight of the what's it called? The flight of the bees. Flight of um. Flight of Valkyries. Yeah. The 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 first few riffs of Flight of Valkyries hits, and I pop. You you told me to stop. <laughs> you remember? Cause yeah, it was like midnight. Yeah. I have neighbors. I know. Uh, <laughs> so I popped in like watching it on pay per view. Fucking Flight of Valkyries comes out. Holy shit moment. Brian Danielson comes out. And uh, he saves Jurassic Express. They do. He beats the shit out of. He does. He gets right back into the you know, like physical right from start. And uh, yeah, that Brian Danielson. Oh, we did talk about after. I mean, it was rewind a little. Moxie versus um Santoshi Kojima. Oh yeah, we got about after that. the match, they hit another great fucking entrance music, uh, and the crowd goes fucking nuts. And then they fight out for a little bit, and it's Mizoru Suzuki, and uh, that was great. That was a great little surprise there. But a little, little back to the future. Um, yeah, so Brian Danielson, and that's how the show closes with the heroes winning. You know, even though Kenny won the match, the heroes win the night. You know, and uh, yeah, great. It was a great fucking pay per view. I think they did too much to like in one shot. Like they beat that. Like I know you want to bring it out and call. I get all that. Whatever. Don't they, don't don't do it all at one time. Spread it out. Spread the love a little. Bit. Like, why not debut Daniel Bryanson at in Queens? Why do everything in one night? Uh, who knows? Cause you, cause I, I'm sure they got something planned for see, here's something prob- in Queens. See, here's my problem. AEW's going to run out of surprises eventually. When people are watching AEW, the ratings are good where they want them to be. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But the, the ratings are where they... Because surprises, fans are watching to see what's going to happen next in terms of surprises. Eventually, they got to get to the point where they got to stop doing surprise and start running and start doing their show. Well, they do their show and they do a great show. Right, but it's like that's the difference here. It's not them just doing. Hey, here's here's Brock Lesnar, and then uh, here's on uh, Becky Lynch, and then fuck up the booking from there. How do you fuck up Becky Lynch? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the difference. They surprise you and they give you big surprises, and then they give you a great show. You know, relatively. Yeah, and you know that's the difference here. You know they're they're giving you a good show to watch week in week out, and then they give you surprises. You know, so if they run out surprises, they still have a good show to lean on with a great fucking roster. Yeah, but the, I remember when AEW first started though, when it had when when it was their core guys, it was Cody, Kenny, the Bucks. Their core, the guy they started out with. Mm-hmm. I remember them coming out and saying in multiple interviews. Why not sign every guy that leaves WWE? That's We're a dumb be- thing to say. But if they, they said, but they, they if said, if they said it, it was wrong. They said, and it. they realized that they were wrong, because you can't do that. How do you? You can't. If someone goes free agent, right? Like Alistair Black, fucking free agent, right? And he, especially after a hint for him, because it was he got the the early. They fucked up his contract, and he was he had the the thirty day one instead of the ninety day one. Uh, even though he was on the main roster, um, somebody got fired for acting. Yeah, 
Um, so, so you know, he goes free agent. How do you like? Uh, you're great. You're fucking awesome. Great fucking wrestler. But you used to work for WWE. No, I'm not if saying that. If you don't fucking that, get him, stop. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, you keep you 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 bring you bring in Alistair Black. You bring in Punk. You bring in Daniel Bryan. You bring Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. You bring in Adam Cole. They're taking spots from people that have been like Hangman Adam Page. How many spots did he move back now? You put Page ahead of Cole. You think they're not going to feature him anymore? Like, what uh, do you mean? You, all right. Actually, you know what? You know what? This is a good idea. I'm going to book AEW for next year. Okay. And you're going to like it. All right. All right? You're going to do this now? Huh? You're going to do this right yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. It'll take a minute. What do fans want to see? They want to see what they started in New Japan, the Bullet Club Civil War, right? I mean, they did that for a while. Yeah. In fighting inside Bullet Club. Yeah. Everybody's assuming that Adam Cole is going to turn on Kenny Omega, right? That that's the assumption. Yeah. What if he turns on the Bucks? They kicked him out of Bullet Club. On a storyline, they kicked him out of Bullet Club, right? Well, Kenny too. Yeah. yeah, but but the Bucks were his friend. They were the super click. Yeah. They super kicked him out of Bullet Club. They they poisoned his drink. Right. And killed him. He kicks... He, he turns... He turns on Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> so he turns... Right, he super kicks Kenny Omega, Adam Cole. They're already teasing it, too. I know. On BT and shit. Now, what is, what is one of the dream matches we want to see? The Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks. We've never seen it. The Good Brothers turn on the Young Bucks. All of a sudden, it's Adam Cole and the Good Brothers together. They bring back the name Bullet Club. Now... You now, so now you have the elite in the Bullet Club. All of a sudden, you you could bring you could recruit people for Bullet Club, like within or bring people from Japan. You could bring um, Girls of Destiny. You could do an AEW one. Mm-hmm. You have Girls of Destiny. You have the Good Brother. You have Adam Cole leading them, right? Now you could now now what you could do is when you bring Paige back, you have Paige wrestling matches, and he's getting attacked by the Bullet Club. Because Adam could forget Adam Page's association with Kenny Omega, so the Dark Order comes out to save him, but Evil Uno stops them. Like we know, no, we told him we weren't going to help him. Out comes the Elite to save Adam Page. All of a sudden, you start building that up where the Elite Adam Page rejoins the Elite. Okay. You got to give Cody something to do, right? Because Cody, you know, now they do anything bad, he's kind of you know going from feud to feud. Cody rejoins the Elite. So now you have the Elite versus the Bullet Club. Okay. And they become a civil war type thing. Like every other wrestler on the roster has to choose sides. And that becomes the focus of your promotion for a year. Elite versus Bullet Club. Okay. What do you think? Sounds good. Um, but? But. <laughs> aren't you kind of proving my point? Like, they got space for everyone here. How am I proving your point? Well, like, how is, how is Adam, in your little booking, how is Adam Page... Like moving down a peg at all, he's well, he, the main focus of your. But he could also be the pin eater for the elite too. It could be. But I'm saying. But I'm just saying. No, right? At, no, and your booking, you're like no, no. Forget my idea. Your idea, the way EW is now, and the page doesn't have a spot. He'll come back. They'll still feature him. But do you put Adam Page ahead of Cole or Brian Danielson? Hell, Brian Danielson's getting a match against Kenny Omega. Granted, not title match. But he's getting a match against Kenny Omega before Adam Page's. Okay. 
the point I'm trying to make is when Paige does come back, do you put him ahead of Daniel Bryanson? Do you put him ahead of Punk? Do you put him against Cole, ahead of Cole? No, you don't. Because they, they're not right away. They'll build him up like they've been doing. The problem is they, they they didn't pull the trigger on Paige when they had the chance. I mean, granted, he took granted time. he took he had to take he took time off of having a baby. I get that. They should have stopped. They should have stopped his build before you got to right to the last minute. Stop his build. If you knew he was leaving, no. you knew he wasn't getting a title match. No, but now people are missing him. You know, he's going to come back. When he comes back, which will probably be in November, because it is going to be in Virginia. Right. Um, but what, what, when he comes back, people he, people are going to fucking pop like crazy, and they'll put another focus on him. Right, but then, but, but at the, you put the focus on him. Okay, but does he get a title match before Cole? Because you know Cole's turning on, turning on Kenny. Where do you know where it went now? Before everybody started, they started signing all these people, all these big names, mm-hmm. you knew what Paige was in the pecking order. He was like number one or two in the pecking order to be the future world champion. Where is he, where is he now? And how? And since the AEW doesn't like, doesn't like, doesn't like to hot potato titles, how long before it gets a title? Run? How long? Doesn't matter. You Tit- put, the title it does thing matter. Does, the title is does not matter. But you it's put, the story that they tell for him to get there. But you pushed you pushed this whole. He can narrative. like never be champion, ever. But, but the point is, you pushed this whole narrative with Adam Page for over a year. Yeah. I think I talked about it for you in private, where that Adam nobody could beat Kenny Omega. That's they they booked Kenny Omega as unbeatable, and they pushed it and they, the storyline they were building to was Adam. Hangman Adam Page would be the first person to beat Kenny Omega. That's the story they built to. They ruined it when they had Christian and Kenny Omega. Forget that. But where, but where is Page's pecking order? Does, Page, does Kenny Omega beat everybody before Page beats him? Does Kenny Omega beat Adam Cole? Does he beat Brian Dent? Does he beat, does he beat all these people to have Page with? Like what, like, what do you do with Page now? Like, is he a future world champion or isn't he? They don't have a secondary title for him to go after. After where where is his where well, is his why place now? Why would he now? go after the TNT title? TNT is like a TV title. I think that's one of those titles. It's that that's not how they treat it. It is. It they, is not how they treat yes, it. Yes, it is. They take it seriously. Right? So, th- in the kayfabe. Th- 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 in the kayfabe. Hold on. No wait. In the kayfabe, it's not a secondary title. For us, yeah, we know there's title A and there's title B. Right. But in the story. That other title is as high as the other title. They treat it like NWA treated the TV title, which was exactly the same way. I mean, Dusty and Tully Blanchard yeah. and Magnum T feuded over that title, main event guys. Yeah, so... I'm not saying anything bad, but he also had the U.S. title for people to feud over. But I'm saying... So they, the, the TNT title series, so that would be a good title for him to have first. You know? And, okay, right, and, so, and a good reason for him to stay away from Kenny again. You know? Because he went for that title. And then if Kenny wants to do a title collector thing, he can go for the TNT title. And it'll be title for title. Whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, they got man. stories there. And they got tons of stories. And they got a place for Adam Page. Adam Page is one of their most over wrestlers. They're not right. going to just... I understand that he's over. I get that. I get that. But the point is, the storyline they built with, Ken- with Adam Page was that he was going to be the man to finally be Kenny Omega. That's what they were leading up to. He had his self-doubts about winning. He had his self-doubts. The storyline they built well, that's the story. Be- it's not about him being the first to beat Kenny. It's about him winning. That's it. Okay, so let's say so who takes the title of Kenny Omega? Let's, 
let's rewind. Let, let's backtrack it. Who takes the title of Kenny Omega? Who knows? Could be Cole. Could be Adam Page. You would really put the title on Adam Page before you put it on Adam Cole. You would really do that. As a booker. You're booking AEW. You, you have a decision to make. But do I make my next champion Adam Cole or Adam Page? You're really picking Page over Cole. Why not? You're really picking Page over Cole. Why not? Why? Why not? You're really picking They're Page both over. Like, you can choose either one and you're doing the right thing. <laughs> I don't agree with you. I, I just... They're I, I, both over. You could choose either one and you're doing the right thing. Because people will buy a ticket for Adam Page and people will buy a ticket for Adam Cole. People. And people will buy a ticket to see Adam Cole versus Adam Page. The the Battle of the Adams. And 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 and, and, and it will sell out. Yeah. I think And it Cole, will continue the whole elite versus Adam Page thing. If I you think, want. Whatever. I think Cole is more over than Page. Regardless, you still have Cole and Page. And you can put them together in a match. And then, boom! Then what do you do with Daniel Bryan? He's, he'll be doing other stories because he's going to be there to put other people over. Maybe go over the TNT title, whatever. You know? Okay, I just, I just what, feel... Do you want Adam, Dan, Brian Anderson to have the title? I'm not, say, I'm not saying that, but the point is you, you, bring in, you bring in main event guys like Brian Danielson, Adam Pay, Adam mm-hmm. Cole... And CM Punk, you bring in three main event guys. You gotta have space. You gotta. Have, what do you do with all of them? Like, to me, out of all the signings, that's like, a great problem to have. It is, <laughs> but, it, but it could be a problem that you don't want to have. Some down. You have too many main event guys. Somebody's getting lost in the shuffle. So Somebody's getting you've lost been in saying the- that for like three years now. When is that gonna happen, dude? Are you waiting for like the the what's it called the law of averages to just hit or something like? Yeah, it's probably gonna happen, and, and some people are gonna be unhappy. Like, oh, what's his fucking face? Brian Cage, he him and his wife are tweeting shit. Yeah, I saw that. Is it that his wife? Yeah, yeah his wife. Like, they're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she she was on Lucha Underground and stuff like that. Oh, that, oh, let's not forget we have we still have John Moxley on the roster. Yeah. Another, you have plus you have Jericho. Yeah, you have all these main yeah. event guys. All of them, all of them, doing something. Where has anyone like like slipped away? You know, and, and fell through the cracks, as you call it. I didn't say fall through the cracks. Well, what, what was it? What's the expression you call? You said. Oh, um, lost in the shovel. Lost in the shovel. Thank you. Sorry. I. The point is, it's a bad got, narrative. It's, it's 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 until it happens, and then you can say it. But it's. They've been around for three years. They've been booking people out. And then, you know why? They kind of have, like, this roving idea of booking where some people go away for a little bit. You know? You don't see them for a little bit. And so all these other people can get their stories and end their gimmicks out and stuff like that. And then they come back and all these other people go out. And they kind of rotate them. And then they have, like, another show now <laughs> to, to focus on other people. You know? Uh, Adam I mean, Page is fine. He's good. <laughs> and Bullet Club is fine. <laughs> Bullet is Club fine. is fine. Or I mean, my, go back to my storyline. You could have. My Adam problem Page. with it is yeah. the whole idea of Bullet Club, and I don't know if Japan. I don't see if they. I don't see them having an argument, but that's their copyright, so they would have to share that. Yeah, but I can why do you think that. they they hardly say it now? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, but, I, but they also said it like when Adam Cole came out, they did have it in a blurb with a member of Bullet Club. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what they say, but I, I, think, I don't think they will use it I think they as will, a gimmick. I think they could like, eventually. Like I mean, they'll, they'll, let it, they'll let it Impact use it. Impact yeah, using it that's hard, true. too. Yeah. And they don't even use the name, they use the music and everything. Yeah, yeah, Impact went all in on this. Yeah. It, I think it could happen. I think, I think I think the fact that New Japan's allowing their town to work AEW, which means they could use it when they're ready. That's true, yeah, I didn't think of that, yeah. This whole forbidden door yeah, shit. Shit, Impact went all out. They they had Chris Bay join Bullet Club. Yeah. He used the music. He got his own T-shirt. And they have Hekalu coming out with them. Hekaleo. Hekaleo coming out with them. Yeah. Yeah, so Impact is all in on this. <laughs> on this. I, look, I, I see what you're saying. I do. I just feel like having that much main event talent... I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea. Necessarily, a, it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a great thing. Uh, Out of all the people they've signed recently, to me, the only two that make any kind of real sense is Cole and Black. And Malachi Black. The only two that make any real The other two are there to put other people over there, the older guys. You know, Black is still younger and Cole is young. Those are the only two guys that really make sense to me. The Ruby Soho thing, thing is a no-brainer. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, That's a no-brainer. The, for the future of the company, yeah. Cole, Malachi Black, Ruby Soho. Yeah. But for the right now, it's your CM Punk's. It's your Brian Danielson's. They're going to be using those guys to put other people over. You know? It's not going to happen right away, though, because they need to get their wins. You know? But the, the, the idea of Brian Danielson, especially Brian Danielson, all that guy wants to do is put people over. That guy put Drew Gulak over at a WrestleMania. You know? Drew Gulak, who's a great wrestler, but he was like a 24-7 gimmick guy. And Brian Danielson put him over. He put over Ricochet. He put over Riddle and shit early on when they were just jokes and shit. Because that's what Brian Danielson wants to do. You know? I mean, this what he wants to do. You know? So, I think it's the, the talent that they hire. Um, it, and what where they want to go and what they want to do with it. Um, yeah, but I'm excited. Very excited for the future of wrestling. Um, yeah, where do we go? Where do we go from here? Let's do some news. Let's get into news. Uh, yeah, let's talk uh, about it. Let's do it. Let's get no, right. We know in. we got to talk about. Yeah, we know we got to talk about. So, Dark Side of the Ring had an episode about the plane ride from hell. Yeah, and if you ever watch Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. It, it gets nitty gritty. It gets into the grit. Yeah, they don't hold back. They did an episode about Jake Roberts yeah. that was hard to watch. Yeah. It was really hard to get through. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a must watch, but it was hard to watch. Yeah. The one with the one with Chris Benoit, I've only watched part one. I've yet to watch part two because part one broke me. Yeah. I they're cried really, watching part one. The Brian Pillman one is really good. They're all they're all really good shows. That uh, hasn't been a bad one yet. Not to my knowledge. The one with the one the part on the um Eddie the Chris Benoit where I cried when they announced Eddie's death into oh, the yeah. locker room yeah. I lost it when Vicky Guerrero started wailing yeah. I lost it I'm like oh my god and Benoit like, wailed yeah like, but Eddie being you know Benoit and with his wife just screaming and going on her knees like I I lost it yeah. like that's hard to watch yeah. I can't watch part two yeah. I'm gonna watch it I I, I get I I'm just not ready to watch it yet yeah <laughs> anyway I'm sorry no worries um. So yeah, so the this the new season started, and where they they did the story, it's a well known story of the plane ride from hell. 
they even did this story in the, one of their cartoon games. Yeah, that, um, which they've taken down. Yeah. Um, we'll explain the plane right from now. So basically, they did a tour in Europe uh, where they went to Germany and other places, Scotland. And, uh, you know, the plane was always... You got these wrestlers who are basically like five-year-olds uh, without supervision. Yeah. And they just run amok on this plane ride. And they they went crazy. And the the it's called the plane ride for hell. But really, it was only hell for those people who worked there. Particularly yes. the woman. Yes. Um, uh, one in particular, Heidi... Oh, I forgot her name. It's Heidi something. I'm, I apologize. Where she got the blunt of it. Where one thing was uh, Scott Hall grabbed her and licked her face and said he was going to do things to her. Um, another, and the one that, that everyone's talking about now is the Ric Flair incident where Ric Flair was on the flight naked just wearing his robe. And apparently he's well endowed so he was doing spins and just spinning his shit like a helicopter. You know? And uh, so Heidi Doyle. Heidi Doyle. I was gonna say Clume. I was like, that's not right. Um, Heidi Doyle. <laughs> no, it's nothing. Else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Heidi Doyle. So, at one point, Ric Flair got up, to, saw her in the back or whatever, and forced himself upon her, and grabbed her hand so she can touch him and stuff like that and stuff like and, and stuff like that. And then I think Dustin had, was the one that stopped him. Um, yeah, it, it's to see this woman tell her story. It's it's very like gut rich, right? Um. So yeah, so that happened, and so don't expect to see Ric Flair on AEW anytime soon, or anywhere else for that matter. Yeah, his he was doing um car show commercials. That they they car show suspended the commercials. Yeah. Yeah, you saw them all the time on Fight Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fight TV thing. Um, but yeah, that's done. I, don't, I, I think AEW was leading to it. They were. Cause they were leading Andrade. Andrade. Because yeah. they Andrade, fired man. Chavo and everything. So I thought they were going to go... They, I think they were leading to it. To go to um, Ric Flair. I, I doubt... I haven't heard anything from AEW about it. But I doubt... They are going to go that direction anymore. Yes. Um, um, also, it'd be a bad move, I think. Remember, remember when remember a couple months ago when Ric Flair just left WWE abruptly, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, you know what? But we, nobody knew why this happened. Mm-hmm. I think Vince knew this was coming, or somebody in Vince's inner circle knew this story was coming out. This dark side of the ring was coming out. It got back to Vince, Vince's people somehow that they were doing a story about this. And but they the thing knew is, this was going to come out with Ric Flair. Yeah, that's why they cut ties with them. No, I don't think so. I do. Because I, they, everyone knew the story. It right. Wasn't, the, they, knew, they knew the story. They knew the and story. And they posted a cartoon about but it. But they didn't know about the rape yeah. stuff. The sexual assault stuff. Yeah. They didn't know about that. I guarantee you they interviewed somebody about it. And that's, that's, and it got back to Vince. They were well, sexual assault to the woman, and like, you know what? Was cut him out. No, well, Vince knew about the sexual assault, but no, yeah, because he, they he, settled. He knew about it, but nobody else knew about it. Like it was one of those things that was yeah. that was settled out of court on the hush. Yeah, and Jim Ross knew. 
Right, but I think everybody kept quiet about it. But now that the story was starting, it was gonna come out in public. Yeah. Like, Vince like, you know what? We better, we better distance ourselves from him now. I, the the thing like when I watch these um these documentaries, the Dark Side of Rings, I kind of feel sorry for Jim Ross because he the, all the secrets he has. Yeah, and he was from a lot of this comes from the Attitude Era and all that stuff. Of course, and. He was the talent relations guy, so he was the like the sole person to chaperone all these guys, these fucking like basically high schoolers, or, or less than like that. And he was the one expected to keep them as in straight, you know, just that one guy. And you can see when he tells his story, like he wishes he could have done more. Like when they ask him, because at one point. After the the plane ride from hell, Vince said we gotta get rid of some of these people for right. fucking up. And so he starts getting me. They got rid of Mr. Perfect and all that stuff. Um, I forgot who else. But they got rid of some people. Um, and but the one that the one guy that didn't get affected was Flair. Right. And they asked him about that, and he was like, "Well, what can I say? He should have. He's a made man. He was a made man and." He slid. He slid. There was a there was a great quote from Sons of Anarchy when Juice was talking about Gemma mm-hmm. to the police, and this is what he said about Gemma. He's like, Gemma knows every truth behind every lie, but inside every secret, she's yeah. the gatekeeper. That's Jim Ross. Jim Ross knows every truth, every lie. Yeah. He knows everything. Yeah. He could write. He could literally write a book about everything that he knows that we don't know about. I'm sure he has. I, I'm, I'm curious about the Black Hat book. See what that's about. I guarantee you, nothing. Jim Ross is not a guy that would burn bridges. I guarantee you, there's nothing earth-shattering. Like well, nothing that would burn a bridge. I mean, if he's willing to do all this on Dark Side of the Ring, I, I would. Yeah, be but he's, yeah, but remember, he did it. But he basically, from what I understand, I didn't watch it. Did he say anything outrageous, Jim Ross? Did he say anything? Well, he. Like I said, like like he agreed, like they they should have did more to Flair. Right, but, but he slided because he's a made man. You know, and that's what he said. Like he's a, what can I say? We should have done more, but he's a made man, so he slided. Yeah, stuff like that. You know? Like that. I mean, I'm but he's so- there for like every episode. Right. Because he was the talent relations guy. You know, so he's he's spilling beans too. God, yeah. I want you worth writing a tell-all book and just like yeah. don't even hold back. That's what I want to see. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so the, back to controversy. So, yeah, so this happened with Flair. Tommy Dreamer on the show basically victim blames and and justifies and all that shit. Speaking of which. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically victim blames the, the girl. Like, he, at one point he came out and saying, like, uh, if she truly felt the way she felt, she should have just went to the full extent of law and got him arrested and shit like that um and then oh yeah and he also said oh it was just a joke he was just joking blah, it's, blah, Rick, blah. it's Rick Flair it's Rick Flair this is what he does he's just joking blah blah so yeah so he's cancelled as well yeah Impact Wrestling suspended him he was not at the latest TV tapings yeah. he has since come out and apologized yeah I um, mean what whether it's gonna work or not it's another story yeah I mean him is just saying a lot of stupid shit so I can see him at some point coming back yeah um, 
but yeah, Flair. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, truthfully, fuck them both. Yeah, but I'm curious if anyone would get. I mean, it's Flair. He's even after this shit, it's still it's still that idea in the head like it's Flair. Right, people gotta get people gotta get past you know that saying? shit. People gotta get past that shit. Yeah, I read somewhere. I was a meme from my creators to me. Ric Flair has always been a piece of shit. Yeah, I met Ric Flair once yeah. at Comic Con years ago. Yeah. He was nice, but not friendly. Did he make you grab his thing? I don't want to talk about Stop. it. I feel uncomfortable. I need an adult. No, um, I, I the story you no. Know, you know, Ric Flair was like you know, the wine, you know, the high flying guy, you know, his old promo, you know, jet stealing. That was probably how he lived his life. Man's been divorced, what, three times? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's had a life. A lot of these people, it was it's just dumb turned to 11. Yeah. And I, what, what wrestlers said that they, that the wrestlers today are, are, are not the same they play video games they were uh, Undertaker, Undertaker yeah. now, I mean, I'll go back to the way it was that's what I want to go back to do really that's what you want to go back to yeah. see you wouldn't see shit like that happen today the wrestlers today when I, they're, like, they're too busy playing video games and living in their lives yeah. staying out of trouble that's why you look at these pictures of wrestlers from like the 80s and the 90s they look like hell they lived a rough life like the wrestlers of today when they're in their 40s or 50s they're going to look fine you're not even noticing that much. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean, say what you want about Jericho, I know, you know, Jericho's part of a lot of weight, whatever, he still looks good for his age. Yeah. And even if, he still moves good right. for his age. Yeah. I mean, you watch, you see wrestlers that are still wrestling in their 60s, why they didn't save their money. They treated their bodies like, they didn't treat their bodies like temples. Yeah. So now they have to wrestle in their 60s to make money. Yeah. That should be. But yeah. That shouldn't be. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's the big news right now. Is yeah, I mean, Ric Flair and Time Dreamer getting canceled. Yeah, I'm curious when these other episodes start coming out. Like, I'm curious what the fallout's gonna be from this. Like, you know, is more news gonna come out about this? About yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like uh, more stories about this. Because if you think about it, she basically broke her NDA. Right. So yeah, there's gonna be more coming out of this. Yeah, one who's um, one who's next? Jesus. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Like Brock was on that flight. There's a bunch of people that were on that flight. X Pac. Yeah. X Pac was the one who cut um. What the fuck is his name? Fuck Bill Mott's hair. Um, you know? Cause he had points. Not Bill Mott's. I forgot. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Little light, little better news. <laughs> Big E is your new WWE champion. They finally, they finally pulled the trigger and gave him the belt. Yeah. I, I mean, it's good for him, and I'm glad he's champion and all. I wish they went a different way about it, other than him... Announcing his cat. He basically called a shot. Yeah, he called a shot, but then he comes out uh, to attack a injured um, Bobby Lashley. And it's, it's, it's such a weak win, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I get it. It keeps Lashley strong and all that stuff, but... Like, it's such a weak win, like... He was maimed because he hurt his leg. It was it was a work, um, and it was after the match with Orton, and uh, and this was it was basically a because they were trying to get the rating up. Right. They they had to go against football and all that shit. Didn't work. Um, but yeah, the 
it was it was it was a uh, I don't know. I just felt like I don't know if they're gonna keep the longevity on it. Is Bobby Lashley just gonna come back after his quote unquote injury and just, just take just, the belt right back? Yeah. I, I, I hope. I mean, look, Bobby Lashley had a great title run. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Bobby Lashley had a, a good title run. Yeah. He was a dominant champion. Yeah. But I kind of want to see Biggie have a title run. Yeah, but kind of. I kind of want to see it. I hope they do it. I hope they do something real with this, other than just Bobby Lashley comes back and squashes them like they did with Coffee and Brock. Remember? Right. Because yeah, people were behind coffee, people wanted that run. And then well, I think he'll over. keep the times at least past Survivor Series because they're, they're, they're setting up Roman and Biggie at yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah, this Monday we're getting the Bloodline versus New Day. Yeah, which should be a great match. And they announced Brock and Roman for this one of the Sudan shows. Yeah, which I don't care about. Yeah. I I watched one of them. The only reason I watched it because I was home waiting for my furniture delivery. Yeah, that never came. I was home. I had nothing to do. I was home. I had to wait. So I watched it. Yeah. It was nothing right about. Yeah, These two each other basically glorified house shows. Yeah. But um, other news. Did you watch any of that preview for the the AW video game? I I saw the Darby Allen stuff. Uh, they they come out with one with Jungle Boy. Oh, that's the one I saw. Yes, that's the one. I saw. Very interesting. Okay, Jungle Boy comes out in the in the thing, and they have the Chirons now. Like the names, you know, yeah. you, know, you know, when the wrestlers come out, they show the name. Yeah. And A Dub, the way A Dub does it, they show the name, and then there's like a little blurb on top, giving a little bit of information. Yeah. With Adam Page, it's always something funny, but with other wrestlers, they they're, they're giving you an update on. They have lost record of whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know why this guy's getting the title shot? He just you know last week he beat the champion in a non-title match, and that's why he's here. Yeah. Or and they also give the win-loss record at the bottom. And it looks like they're doing that for the video game. So that means for your character, they're going to keep whatever character you use or whatever, they're going to keep the records in the game. You know? Dude, if that match and I glitched out on you, your record, what? One million and three. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's not glitching out. I, one thing, I, I don't know how I feel about the game. I don't like the camera angle. It's, just, it's the old No Mercy camera angle. I don't mind it. Um, I'm not a fan of it. And another thing, at least for this pre- preview, it could have been just been done for the preview, but when it, Jungle Boy came out, it said, making AW game debut. So I wonder, like, if I create a character, would it be like making AW Dynamite debut? Yeah. You know, and then every week it will just change to something different. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, the preview, it's very much a preview. Right, it's a beta. It's, it's, a, it's a work. Very much a beta. It's very much a work. Pro- pre-alpha. I hope, I hope it gets better. And look, well, it's got it. It's, it's got it. Is it? This is pre-alpha stuff. It looks. The hair it doesn't even. It looks move. very clunky. Yeah, the hair doesn't. Know what move. it looks like? It looks like No Mercy. It yeah. looks like No Mercy. It looks like it looks like a mix of No Mercy and um. Two uh, K. No, not Two K. That's the other one. Smackdown versus Raw. No, the whatever. And one of those older games. Um. But yeah, it looks like they're gonna have a dragging system, so like I can lock in and then I can move you to a corner or to the ropes or whatever, because that's what Jungle Boy does here. Um, yeah, it looks. I'm very interested in it. Very I'm, interested. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Of course, you're the optimistic about it. The only thing they haven't really confirmed for me is a form of universe mode. Now, may I ask you, 
I, I don't think it's. I don't know what your answer is gonna be. Is that a deal breaker for you? Considering how we play the game. Well, it's two answers. For us, I, I wouldn't want. It. Right. For how we play, because we play, you know, little. We create our own world. We, we play two K nineteen right now. We have our own little universe going, right? Uh, for us, yeah. If it doesn't have a style universe mode type right. of thing, or whatever they would call it, um, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. But for me, if they have a story mode, which they are gonna have a story mode, uh, I'll be fine with that. You know, but uh, but for us, yeah, we need we need the story mode. That's that's that's, that's our bread and butter. That's what we need. And speaking you know? of 2K, they announced that 2K22 will have GM mode in WWE. I just want them to improve the game first before adding shit. You know what, people? <laughs> I'm gonna say this: people, like people, I mean, when you review the video games, even before, even not count 2K20, which was a complete cluster. People didn't like 2K19. Like, look, we've been playing 2K19 for a couple of years now. Yeah. And we love it. Yeah, it's it's my one of my top fives. It really is. I mean, look, is it the perfect game? No. But you know what? We have a lot of fun playing it. You know, we, I think it's as perfect as they were able to get it. It really like was. it really is a good game. I'm not even joking. We know. have a we have a lot of fun yeah. playing it. We've had mad we've had matches that we can't believe they were as good as they were. Yeah. The movement is very good on it. Like yeah. the game is almost perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there are features I wish it had and stuff. Yeah. Like that, but it's it's a great game. And it has longevity. Yeah. Well, Obviously. Yeah, I've been playing, what, yeah. three years now? Yeah. We bought it in 18. Yeah. So we're going like three years playing this yeah. game. That's three years in the same universe. Yeah. We've never, you know, we've never made it to WrestleMania. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> because we play like one match a week. Yeah. Because the show starts, the game starts. One show a week. The game starts after WrestleMania, the week after WrestleMania. Yeah. So and we don't play every week. Yeah. So we do one card a week. So basically, and we and we basically do one three cards. Yeah. So it takes us a month to go through one card. Then we go a couple of weeks, month. We go like a month without playing at all. Yeah. No, we done WrestleMania once. I think we done more WrestleMania in three I don't years. Know. I don't know. No, we've done it once. You sure? Yes. We've done more. All right. So we're gonna get to the buy-in for the main event. Okay. I want to talk about the new NXT. We're not going to talk about the matches. I want to talk about the show itself. Alright. Alright. So NXT took a few weeks off. They taped a bunch of their shows. They're redesigning the CWC. Yeah. This reminded me to to go into our other podcast we never do anyway. The remember when DC was moving to LA or California? Yeah. yeah. And they did that convergence storyline. Yeah. For two months. It was just a, a stopover. Uh, yeah, crossover. yeah, yeah. That's what this was. Okay, so when the first drawings of the new arena came out, everybody groaned. Like, really? But then when the first live picture came out the day of the show, you're like, you know what? That doesn't look bad. Like, it looks it looks good the way it was set up. Yeah. You know what it looked like? It looked like a studio show almost. With the lighting and everything. Yeah. The one thing that people shit on was the coloring, like the bright colors. Was we everybody everybody shit? I I mean I didn't like the rainbow shit. Right. I don't mind it being bright. Right. That's needed. For that, for, yeah. For, so for we get now. to the show. 
It didn't look horrible, but it was a little too bright. I mean, I think it's too colorful. Yes. I think the brightness is good. I think the the, the, the camera work is actually good. Yes. The production is a lot The better. camera work was cool because like the, the, there's no, it doesn't feel like there is a hard cam anymore. Like when I'm watching it, like it didn't feel like there was any kind of really hard cam anymore. No, I mean I didn't. There was, it was like it was weird. I enjoyed it. Because if you, if you think about it, this is they're not treating, they're not going to teach these. This is developmental now. Right. They're not going to teach people a different way. Right, they're but it, teach people. The but there way. was a weird camera. It was kind of like hovering around the ring without being in like hard. It was weird. Well, yeah, they're going to have different camera angles, but there's always going to be that hard cam. So when wrestler X does finisher A. He's gonna look directly at that hard can, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't like, like I said, the, the rainbow coloring above the crowd was offsetting, off putting rather. Yeah, I don't like the color vomit. When one of the wrestlers came out, oh, it was um Carmelo Hayes. Remember they had the gold like, uh, yeah. keep it like that. I don't like that the ring is bland now. It's the white ropes. You could have kept the same color scheme, the gold brand. You could have kept that. It's two point oh, man. But you could have kept that and just and just changed. They, I feel like a lot of changes they made were, were for the sake of changes. Oh yeah, it's two point It's a whole new thing, completely different now. And I, like the wrestler comes out, which is fine, but there's a lot of space. Yeah. Between the ring and the crowd, they got a Titantron on the door on the walls now, which is everything. fine. Well, and um, old NXT had that too, but they had the whole. Wall behind them. Now the whole wall is a Titantron. But did they, NXT had the big X and the skulls and shit like that all around it. It it didn't look horrible. I actually like the way it looks. It did. But I just it, don't like the colors. It could be That's tweaked. My only problem. They could tweak it a little bit. Yeah. And I uh, think they will over time. Maybe pick a fucking color instead of being right. like Skittles or some shit. But keep the gold. Like keep the gold in there. But instead of having the, the flashy colors on the wall and the Titantron, I have to make that gold. And keep the ring and make the make the ropes gold, gold and black. The ring was the ring mat was black. The ropes were gold. Go back to that. I'm fine with them getting rid of the black ring. Um, but the white ropes gotta go. Yeah, change the white ropes, make them gold. Yeah, or yellow, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I like the way it looks. I think it looks good. I think the brightness is good. It's a good change. You know, the, this pandemic wrestling. Almost every show is a dark show. Even AW, it was all dark, and you know, you know that killed it. You know, like that was hard to get used to. Yeah, and when everyone else was going back to bright and crowds, NXT was stuck with their with the audience in prison, basically. Right. You know, behind a gate and shit like that, in the dark, in a dungeon. It looked like a fucking dungeon. They needed to get out of that. It looks better. But I think it's one of those things that they could tweak over time. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah. But. I think they'll hear the the people. I think they'll listen to what people are saying. I think they'll tweak it. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't even a horrible show, to be honest with you. I I mean, we'll get into that later. Was it great? No. No. But it wasn't horrible either. Um... The, uh, oh man, I was gonna say something about something. Oh yeah, so it, it they're calling it two point The name of the show now is NXT two Right. That was won't last forever. That that'll just be temporary. 
Until people um, get used to it. Yeah. But it, it's... We were talking about this. It's more like 5.0. Yeah. 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 And you had the game show. When I was one. Then the, um... The Florida Championship Wrestling was two. Yeah. When it was transitioning. Right. Then the NXT that when nobody really watched it was three. The, the, the indie NXT. Right. Basically. The one was, we loved. Right. And then there was NXT Live. Which was the USA one. That was four. Yeah. And then five is when we get now. What we got now. I um, I don't... Like, they debuted a lot of talent on the show. We're all telling you who they were. But yeah. Right. Which is fine. No, it's not. Who the fuck are these people? I think they'll do that. I think I think what, those, what they should do is have video packages. Okay, but you gotta start with that. You know, like, I'm confused. Who the fuck are these people? Why should I care? And then there's other issues we'll get into later. What's the main event? Alright. Oh. Good. Uh, vamp. Uh, I got a vamp? Yeah, vamp. I have nothing to vamp about. We're watching... Well, I'm actually watching the first Extreme Rules. And everybody loves, loves wrestling back in the day. We're watching a, a mud match. Between Santino Morella and Chavo Guerrero. With a bunch of pigs and a mud thing with Vicky Guerrero on the outside. Okay, shut up. I'm back. Um, Whoa! <laughs> fuck you. What happened? I, I had to get the numbers. I didn't get the numbers for the ratings oh. and all that stuff. See, you don't come prepared. I don't like that. <laughs> and I got a vamp thing. You shut me up. Shut me up. I don't appreciate that. But so, continue, please. All right. So, this is the Wednesday Night Smarks. Still new name pending for what it is. Um... And this is where we shoot, review both shows against each other. And if you don't like what we say, it's doesn't sound opinions. like a competition anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's not. We we we, we got to change the format. Yeah, we will. Um, and uh, if you don't, this is our opinions. And if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourselves. Oh. And uh, but yeah. So NXT, two Um, September fourteenth, this aired. Uh. And it was watched by 770,000. People uh, tuned in because they were curious. I was curious. That's, I do believe it's going to go down. I don't think that's a bad thing that it's going to go down. Um, but at least not right away. But in the rating was a two point, uh, a point two one in the rating. Um, coming in at the 10th for the night, which is really good. Yeah. I do think it's going to go down. Later, um, as the show progresses, like Rampage went down, right? You know, same shit's gonna happen. Um, this is basically their Rampage now. Um, so, so yeah, I think it was a good first night for them. Uh, AW did a one point one seven, basically a one point one eight, because it was right. If you round it up, one point one eight. Uh, for the night, um, a point four four rating, number one for the, the that uh, for the Wednesday uh, in cable anyway, and uh, that's a great rating. They for the second week in a row beat Raw in the eighteen to forty nines, um, uh, and this then the week coming up, uh, I gotta assume they're gonna beat them with the Grand Slam situation. Uh, yeah, this was great for them. They're popping the champagnes for this. Um, yeah, not much to say after that. No. But yeah, it was it was a good good rating for them. 
And uh, now let's get on to these shows. Right, let me do mine first. Get out of the way. You're going to run through the whole thing? Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Um, so the show, new new intro, new everything. L.A. Knight's back, backstage talking and Braun Breaker, who's Rick, Rick Steiner's son. Yeah. So, well, first, they opened up with all those lame promos from Oh, Ed yeah, those are pretty bad. And they, they, those felt like WWE scripted promos from yes, everyone. Yes, yes. Um, some of them did them better than others. I don't think scripts are bad. It's how um, you do it. It's just how you do it. Like, L.A. Knight was good at, with his, you know? Um, but Colorado was not. I think Colorado would probably do great if you don't script him. Yeah. But Colorado here has a problem because he can't really act. So you see him just shaking his head the whole time. That's just the way he acts. Like, you know, you know I'm like, dude, stop shaking your head. Um... But yeah, it was, these were bad promos. And then the LA Knight came, and then Braun Breaker came. You know, and, you know, Braun Breaker like, I want to go out that time. I'm going to prove myself. LA Knight, you know what? So basically, LA Knight challenged Braun Breaker. That's a horrible name, Braun yeah. Breaker. Because and and then not his, his original name was Rex Steiner. Yeah. That was it. But they now I read somebody that they don't want any of the announcers saying that he's Rick Steiner's son. Why wouldn't you want that history? I have no idea. He looks exactly like his father. Yeah, I know. If you put the head, they should have given him a headpiece. I know. <laughs> so anyway, so Braun Break is actually not bad. I thought the match was very decent. That it was. Oh, uh, I gave it three snarks. Now what snarks I don't. So basically, he he Braun Break pinned LA Knight. Yeah. Which which makes sense if you're going to, with the younger guys. You want, I mean, it doesn't. It makes sense and it doesn't. We had the. He was set for a main event. Okay, here's my. I'm, I'm gonna get to the second part. I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna get to that. Why not just put Braun Breaker in there? <laughs> I'm gonna get to that. Don't jump ahead of me. Right. So after that was over, I of course I didn't take I didn't take notes, so I have no idea. Uh, Braun Breaker defeats LA Knight. Gave three snarks. Hold Imperium on. defeats Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. I'm so stupid. Jeff Br- Josh Bridges. Josh Bridges. And what was the other guy's name? I forgot. It, something Jenkins or Jenks. Yeah, he's actually um Jenkins. He's Bull Buchanan's son. Yeah. He's a uh, calf Buchanan. Um, get it? Yes. He's a son uh, of a bull. Oh, get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, well, the, again, then I'll mention. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, the way they wrote it here, basically, just, they, they basically did a shotgun, a shotgun result thing. Yes, yeah. yeah, so Imperium defeats Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Yeah, so Jensen. Yes, who is the son of um, Bobby Ken. Yeah, but you you have to read up on that. Why yeah. not just let us know this history? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the dude's not ready. No. There was a lot of those wrestlers here. That dude is another one that's not ready for this. Josh Briggs is definitely ready. Bridges, he's all right. Right, next up, the debut of BFAB. Oh, the the Imperium, I gave three. Yeah, same here. Uh, the debut, the ring, in-ring debut of BFAB from Hit Row defeated Katrina Cortez. BFAB is, though, her, her real name is Brianna Brandy. Yeah. Which I didn't know until I just read this. She not ready. No. What the fuck was up with those kicks, man? I don't know. She was doing a backswing. Her backswing was better than most golfers. With those kicks. Yeah. Because they kept going back and then back forward. I was like, oh my God. She's a great talker. Yes, I, I thought she is though. But, uh... Yeah, she's definitely not right. ready. But that's... I mean, she's ready... I mean, she's ready for this. 
because I yeah. think that's what this show is gonna be. It's then the put it back on a fucking network, then yeah. put it back on Peacock, then because this is, should not be on TV. Yeah. What they should do with NXT is put NXT on USA, like make NXT on TV the legit third brand, and put this, what we're seeing now, put that on Peacock. What well, I mean. Because half of the rest we saw tonight are not ready. Yeah. That's what the Evolve show was supposed to be. Right. Right. But that got canceled. Yeah. I hope they released this pilot. Remember, they had a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up. Casey Contezaro and Katie Well, I'm sorry. So, yeah, BFAB won. And she beat Katrina Cortez. Again, I don't know why they gave a luchador with a mask a, a legit name like that. But where's the mystery? And then uh, after this BFAB, there was a promo, which was really good. And the El Agato. El Agato. El Agato. El Agato de Fantasma. How the fuck are you correcting me on my name? Uh, <laughs> uh, they come out and they, they go back and forth. And they have a new manager, apparently. A new, a new woman. A new... Yeah, she's, they've actually introduced her during the tape stuff. Uh, Electra. Electra. What's her name? It's Electra something. All right. Sanchez? I can be wrong. Uh, she looks cool. But, uh... They went back and forth and they said stuff. Stuff. Johnny Gargano was prepping for the wedding. Look, we're going to get to that. And um, I'm going to jump around a little bit. So the wedding, so Austin Theory came back for the wedding and brought a priest with them. It was Damien Priest coming back. I actually Street. enjoyed all of this. The wedding stuff was awesome. Yeah. I, I, did, we'll get I didn't to like it. that they made a vented with the wedding stuff. But, but I, I thought it was awesome. Honestly, I didn't want it to end. It was. Huh. I did not want the wedding to end. It was so much fun. I I, I enjoyed it. And next up, um, like I said, Kate Contezaro and Caden Carter defeated. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Carmella Hayes comes out, does a promo with Trick Williams, which is all oh, right. And that's and this is what I texted you. Have the that gold when Carmelo came out. Mm-hmm. That should be how it looks. Yeah. And apparently, keep it, it's still bright. Just yeah. Keep it like that. So apparently, Carmelo Hayes is a heel now. Yeah, I don't know how that Because Duke Hudson comes out, and I guess Duke Hudson's a face now? I don't uh, know. I don't know how that But they beat down on him. Mandy segment? Oh, Mandy Rose was by, uh, backstage, but they wouldn't show her face because right. she's wearing a hoodie, and apparently they're going to surprise us with something. Right. And we'll get to that later. And the next the, the match we're about to get into. So, Casey Contestar and Jaden Carter defeated G.D. Dolan and J.C. Jane by disqualification. When Mandy yeah. Rose came out and debuted her, her dark hair now. That she, was actually a surprise. Be- she actually looks better. What a surprise. That was the whole surprise yeah. that her wearing a hoodie. I thought her, I don't know, she, maybe she's wearing a mask from now on or something. Maybe she lost an eye. No, she's a brunette. She looks better. Which so, means they're probably going to introduce an- another blonde. Probably. <laughs> so then they did a, they, they did a, during a commercial break. Um, General Magic William Regal made a six man tag. That was very WWE. Yes, sir. But I, I did enjoy this match, though. I thought I gave yeah, it was good. I gave it three. Same here. Um, anything happened after that? Come on, right to the next match. Uh, they went and then they show Indy prepping, uh, Indy um Hartwell prepping for the wedding, and then the, one of her friends was wearing a hat. Candice LeRae was telling her to take off the hat. I forgot. I what I love about Candice LeRae during this whole way thing is that she always has that look of an exasperated mother. She always had that look on her face that I can't I'm dealing with this. <laughs> like she always had, every time Johnny does something or Indy does any, or anything, she always has that look on her face like she's ready to kill somebody. <laughs> she's an exasperated mother. I love that. 
Oh, during the KC match, the NGG and JC, whatever. Yeah. Uh, in the in the offset, the square, they showed uh, Kyle O'Reilly getting his ass beat by yes. Pete Dunne and Rich Holland. Rich Holland, which was like the worst beat down I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was very comical. And then he's saved by someone. And then later on, after the indie prepping thing, they show us who it was. It was uh, Von Wagner. Who's actually Wayne Bloom's son. Yeah. Uh, which you wouldn't know. No. Unless you looked it up. So they put uh, him in a title match for saving Kyle O'Reilly, but not Bond Breaker for actually beating one of the participants. Not only that. What? Not only that. They put him in place of Kyle O'Reilly, but why the fuck is Pete Dunne still in the match? He beat Doc Howell Yeah. He should have been taken out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, let's keep on. So Rich Holland defeated Drake Maverick. And great, basic, great squash. I like it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Rich Holland's got a future. He yeah. does. Yeah. Um, anything happen before the next match? Ciampa promo. It was good. Yeah, Ciampa's always puts up good yeah. promos. Cause he, cause he, I don't think he's scripted. I don't honestly think Ciampa's scripted. Probably not. He, he does way, feel very natural. He does. Either that or he's just good with script. Or basically, but, he's, he tells them, all right, as long as I can, can I change this a little bit so it feels more natural. If they tell him, okay, he probably did that once. Like, yeah. Can I change it to make it sound more natural? I'm like, we'll see how it sounds. He did it once. You know what? Do it all the time. It's fine. Yeah. We trust you now. <laughs> and then... Um, the um, Cree Brothers or, or that? Well, after Champa, there was Tony D'Angelo promo. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out of, like, Sopranos. superstars and shit like that. Yeah, but... Yeah, like the way the promo like it looked yeah, like straight yeah, out yeah. Of, like '90s superstars or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think this guy's probably gonna be one of my favorite wrestlers of all. The, <laughs> the full blood Italians found their new member. Yeah. So Tony D'Angelo, he's gonna appear soon. Yeah. Next up, the creep. His, his name used to be Tony Ariola. I'm glad he went with D'Angelo. <laughs> For some reason, I'm just happy. He should have been Tony Nipples. Happy. <laughs> Next up, the Cree Brothers, or the Caucasians of Pain. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. They're very, based... Very good. The Caucasians of Pain. Can I get it to sleep? I'll give that to you. Caucasians okay. of Pain. That was very good. <laughs> Defeated Dan Jarman and Trevor Skelly. Loved it. I didn't know... I, I just wrote Creed Brothers versus Jobbers. Because I didn't want to take the time to f- figure out who those jobs yeah, yeah. were. They were just journeymen. But um, four for a squash. It's great squash. These Creed brothers are awesome. Yeah, they, they need better outfits. Though. Here's another problem I got. I'm sorry. Okay. The Creed brothers. They're like legit Olympic uh, athletes. Yeah. Uh, NCAA guys. Yeah. They let you know that. They tell you that. But they, they won't tell you anything else about anybody else in the matches. It's not just that. Not just that. They're these guys, legit guys. They tell you about their accolades. They changed their fucking names. They're not. Vince wants to own a name. That's why. But I'm saying, why tell us all this shit? Because if I go to the, the Olympics website and look up Joe, whatever the fucking Creed, I'm not going to find these guys. So I'm going to be like, well, you just fucking lied to me. What are their real names? I forget. I'm going to look up real quick. Vamp for a second. All right. So, after this, I'm just going to finish the show. Uh, Diamond Mind does a promo. They introduce a new girl, Ivy Niles. Great name. Yes. Uh, and she looks good. She's one of the, she was one of those shows. Drew people. and Jacob Casper. Yeah. Keep those names. Yeah. Those are cool names. Drew uh, Casper. Of course, 
when they go to WWE, be Drew and Jacob for no last name. Yeah. But Drew and Jake, oh, Drew and Jacob Casper keep that. Yeah. The Casper brothers. With Brutus and Julius Creed. Oh, Julius Caesar. Maybe they're using the, the, the Julius. Maybe they're trying the to. Brutus and who cares? It makes it's no so sense. So gimmick. But I like Drew and Jacob Casper. Why not keep those names? I don't know. That makes no sense. But why not? Why the thing that makes no sense? Why change their names and then give us their accolades? Right. As if we can look up uh, Julius Creed. I'm gonna look up. Go to the Olympics website. Look up Julius Creed. You're not gonna get shit because there doesn't exist. You did it already, didn't you? Yes. Because um, <laughs> it it doesn't exist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go to the NCAA, whatever the fuck they're from. You're not gonna find Julius Creed or Brutus Creed because the, the names don't exist in their the database. So you can't look up the accolades. So if I'm a layman guy, I'm like, this motherfucker's just lying to me. Machi Olympics, they, no, no, they're going to do nothing except the website. When you type those names in, it goes to the actual. So in the main event. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Diamond Mine, they introduced uh, Ivy Niles. Great name. She looks really good. Very muscular. Muscular. Uh, Kushida comes out and challenges um, Roger Strong. Roger Strong. And then Dex, they show Dex or combing his mustache and getting ready, blah, blah. Alright, so our main event, Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Championship. It was, it was Pete Dunne, Tommaso Ciampa, L.A. Knight, and Von Wagner, son of Wayne Bloom, Destruction Crew, and Beverly Brothers. Yeah. And I gotta say, I'm a little shocked. They gave it to Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Goldie came home. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's fine. Uh, I'm fine with that. I thought they were gonna give it to Pete Dunne. I, like, a, would it have made sense not to give it to L.A. Knight, though? Because then you can have the stare down between him and Brown Breaker, who beat LA Knight. And then you can kind of have that story going forward. Yeah, you're right. You know? But I guess because. you gonna And you could have LA Knight win by cheating or whatever. It's a fatal four way. There's no rules. I think, LA Knight's, I think LA Knight's going to Raw SmackDown. But I'm just saying, like. Yeah, I agree. They told us a story in the, the beginning where Brown Breaker beats this guy, right. LA Knight. LA Knight's in the main event as well, which makes no sense. But if you're going to do that. Then LA Knight should have won the title. That way you can tell. Because guaranteed, Braun Breaker in the next few months will become the champion. That's his trajectory. He's going to become champion. I think he's going to be champion for it. Probably. Um, but it just it would have made sense if they told that story. Like he beat LA Knight in the opener. LA Knight wins the title through hooker by crook or whatever. And then you could then you could have the stare down between LA Knight and Brown Breaker at the end after the wedding. Right. Instead of Champa and, and Brown Breaker. Breaker. You know? I'm happy so, for Champa. That's a great win and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you have the pictures and he's, a, he's, a, he's an NXT guy for life. Yeah. But uh, to tell the future story. Right, I agree with you. I now agree. now you have face versus face. Unless they're gonna heal one of these guys out. Right. You know, and whatever. You know, it's fine, but it's developmental. <laughs> That's what it feels like. This, I, this, this fatal four way was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't extraordinary. You know, in old NXT, this would have been like a out of this world type of fatal four way. Right. You know, but I will say this though, Von whatever his name is, Von Wagner, Wagner. Is not bad. He's okay. He's, he's good. I mean, he's, he's green. He, he, you can he's see. Yeah, guy. you can see it's there. The he has a huge brow, though. I'm saying, I'm like Joe, if you want, and shit. yeah, if you if it's raining, you would stay dry under this dude. 
the world just slide off. Yeah. Mm. But um, I'm I'm done making fun of this. Yeah. <laughs> Meet uh, the guy. He's gonna kick my ass. <laughs> um, yeah. But he, he, the reason he was in there is because he's a big guy, and he's gonna be a project. Yeah. And they're gonna put a push behind him eventually. Watch like two years. Watch my next year. They, they decide to make NXT legit brand again. Like, dude, make up your mind, please. I mean, yeah, it's it, that's what this show felt like. It felt like it's it's for these guys to learn, and it. And Which, see, I get that NXT. I get that Vince wanted a developmental for the young guy. I get that. Mm-hmm. They could have made that evolve. But that's what it was supposed to be. And put that on Peacock and make NXT legit third brand. They ruined NXT by not treating them like a third brand. Yeah. We lost out. Well, they ruined NXT by putting them against AEW. And I'm not saying AEW did that. I'm just saying, but the idea of putting them against... NXT could have been super successful had they just been on Tuesday on it from jump. Right. You know? Regardless, instead of just going against AEW. Right, but also NXT, one of those things where WWE had that brief period a couple of years ago where they were treated like a legit third brand. Yeah. Survivor Series, Cole was on all the, was on SmackDown and Raw when the rest of got stuck in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They should have stuck with that and ran with it. Because legit, we, legit, we legit lost out on the chance to watch the Undisputed Era run roughshod through SmackDown for a year. Yeah. We could have had them just, just, just running SmackDown. Yeah. But it's, oh, it, it was never going to be a legit brand. They experimented with it, but the idea of NXT going live was to go against AEW. I don't think it was ever meant to be a legit brand. You know? But in the same way, they could have made it one. Yeah, they could. They had they had the talent. The talent was there on the NXT roster to make it a legit brand. Yeah, they could. And Vince just didn't want to. Yeah, but that that was never the intent. And that's what I mean. That's what I'm like gleaming in my head. Like, like it was never the intent to make them a legit brand. They experimented with the idea, you know, during the Survivor Series and all that shit. But it was never the intent. It was just get in the way of AEW, you know, and it didn't work. And, and the experiment failed. No, that feels and then like, he shifted. Feels like short. It's, it's a rare case of Vince being very short sighted. Because you make. That, is that really a rare case these days? I'm saying well, it's another case. Of, let me rephrase this. Another case. You make NXT legit third brand. All of a sudden, you're making more money because you have more people watching your product. Yeah. But I don't know why. I, I don't get it. I think that was people whispering in Vince's ear. I felt like it was Triple H and undermined. Well, the thing... like That's I, what I feel like. But the thing is, I think from jump, it was, it was ruined. You know, they, yeah, they shouldn't but, have been put against AEW. I'm not saying because AEW is so great. I'm just saying they they cut themselves in half when you do that. You know, they could have gotten bigger numbers and everything from Jump. It's weird. It's one of those what if stories. Vince had put what if Vince had put NXT live on Tuesday to begin with. Yeah, NXT would and probably just develop be, the it, show. It would have been a legit third brand. Yeah. Evolve might still be what they planned. And then you on. would have two great fucking shows. Three. What's the third one? Is it about WWE? Well, fuck WWE. I'm talking about you would have a great NXT, NXT. main event, main roster NXT on Tuesday, then you would have AW on Wednesdays. You know? Right. But then, no. You know, because, like I said, they were just there to get in the way of AW. 
and it ruined any type of hype they had because the moment they went separate, AW had momentum and kept going forward, and NXT just fell into their place. You know, because people on Tuesdays because people watch NXT on Wednesdays and they feel the same old, same old on Tuesdays, and while. Triple H tried to make NXT different on Tuesdays. He didn't do enough. Yeah, well, he couldn't. Yeah, yeah, he was hamstrung by Vince. Because yeah. Vince was done with it. Vince was done with the experiment. Yeah. And now, now we're getting a, devel- a developmental show on live TV. On live national TV. You know, USA is not happy about this. Yeah. And that was also the message they were trying to say. The whole thing with Karrion Cross. Yeah. You know, they lost the Wednesday War. Well, but it's just a developmental show, you know? Right. Yeah, that's, that's, you didn't beat Raw or SmackDown. It's just a developmental show, you know? You know, that's why, look, their champion lost to one of our jobbers, Jeff Hardy. Pshaw. Oh, the challenger for the women's title just lost a main event. It's just a, it's just a you know, that's the, the idea, the perception they put out there. You know, AW beat this show, well, it's just a small little developmental show. And again, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, Triple H got cut off, cut off at the knees. Yeah. Somebody in Vince's ear, that's all around Vince all the time, got in his ear and said that eight and NXT will never succeed. Don't put your effort into it. Yeah. Let it fail on its own. And then we'll blame Triple So Vince basically, Vince retooled NXT because it failed, but he's the reason it failed because he, he didn't put anything behind it. It was like a weird, like, they were just kept going in circles. It got, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't have any insight on what happens in the behind the scenes, but it got so bad there that Triple H, every takeover, does the the media scrums. Right. You know, the, the media calls. Didn't do one for TakeOver 36. That did not exist. You know? But, you know, they do, they get on the calls and the reporters ask yeah, questions yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. And it's usually half kayfabe, half real type right, of thing. Right, right, right. Because he's trying to sell the pay-per-view and then talk real about the wrestlers and stuff like that. But it didn't happen for TakeOver 36, you know? And they always do it, but not this time. Because all the questions that were... All the let-goes and shit like that that was happening and all the people... It was all rumored about NXT being changed and stuff like that. Yeah. He, he wasn't, he wasn't going to want to answer all, any of those yeah. questions. So he said, fuck that, you know? Speaking of Triple H, speedy recovery. Yeah, he had heart surgery a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it looks like he's doing good. Yes, from from he's out of it now. So, yeah, hopefully speedy recovery. Uh, seems like it was a genetic thing. Yeah. Um. So, I'm glad it wasn't work related. You know. No. Yeah. <laughs> like like all the shit that's going down and shit like that. I really want to see Triple H buy the NXT name. I told you, like my fantasy booking thing, right? Like. Like in some way, like because he's like the the steps uh, what's the son-in-law. Like he keeps an eye on all the the copyrights and shit like that, and he just let it slide. Like he didn't give the mail to Vince. Like yeah. oh yeah, whoops, whoops. And then the copyright just expired. The problem is Vince has too many yes men. I know. I'm just saying. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. In my fantasy, like the he because Vince uh, Triple H was just hiding the mail, or whatever. The copyright expires. He buys all the copyrights. He gets all the contracts that are there currently, and he gets the performance center, and then boom, and then he goes, he, he, he shops to Mark Cuban, gets Mark Cuban behind him, and then you get NXT, what, what would we call the name of the, NXT Evolve, 
Because it should have its own name, right? Yeah. So, like, NXT will be the brand. Evolve will be the show. Boom. Spot. Paid for by Mark Cuban. It'll be on ESPN. I don't know. Something like that. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Never gonna happen. I'm waiting. They're, I'm waiting for a third. Um. Big, big dog. Because that would be awesome. You know, you got Vince. You got Tony Khan. The third one. Yeah. That'll make shit fucking. It could. It honestly. Great. Because the could, second one. Right it could have been. Just Tony Khan has been great. It could have been Billy Corgan if he had took him over Impact Wrestling. That's yeah, possible, man. But the thing is, like, I'm talking about, like, with big investors. Big, really, Corey never had, like, big investors. Right, I'm saying, but he really you know? would be a big investor. Not as big as Khan right, or, or Mark Cuban, that type of thing. I'm saying, like, a big investor. Get, like, a Mark Cuban, a billionaire behind another wrestling company. I say Cuban, uh, for those who don't know, Mark Cuban's a big wrestling fan. Um, He's also an owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Who does not mind throwing money out there for players on his team. So. Yeah, so that would be awesome if Mark Cuban got behind Paul Heyman and opened up a new ECW or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it will be awesome. And then they start throwing money at wrestlers and getting getting wrestlers from WWE and AEW and all that shit. It will be so fucking awesome. That will make wrestling awesome again. I mean, it, it is awesome. But, uh, shall I get into my show? Go for it. So, we open up uh, September 15th in Newark, New Jersey. Punk joins the commentary team. He was good for the night, uh, or at least up to the point where he got taken out of it. Um, I thought he was great on commentary. Then uh, we go into the first match, and it's Adam Cole defeating Frankie Kazarian. Uh, I thought this was a solid match. Uh, it was very competitive, it felt. Uh, but uh, but it was a definitive win for Cole. And uh, they're calling it the shot now. Not the last shot or anything. Like, it's just the shot. The, yeah. That knee move. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Cole's jacket? It feels like a little too busy. I'm so used to the UE stuff. We did. This is a t-shirt. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not used to that. I'm not a fan of the gear. I mean, he takes it off. He doesn't wrestle. Anymore. Yeah, but the jacket does is loud. Like I'm, he's part of the elite. The elite's loud. Yeah. Kenny, the Bucks. Um, I gave this match three and a half. Um, same here. Um, the, 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 the after yeah, he grabs the mic and it's story time with Adam Cole, baby. That's gonna get old quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna get old. That's gonna get old really quick. Yeah. Uh, but right now. People love. Oh, speaking of which, the the pop that Adam Cole got when he fucking came out, holy shit! That's one of the loudest pops I've seen, comparative to uh, CM Punk. Um, yeah. So Adam Cole gets on the mic. He starts talking about the people, the three people he hates, right out off the bat, which was basically Jurassic Express and Christian. And uh, he challenges them to a... Tr- uh, and he says, you know, the Bucks and him are back together. The Super Click is back. And so it's going to be the Bucks... The Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian, I think, at Rampage. Um, for the Grand Slam Rampage. Uh, Cole Promo, J.E. Blah, blah, blah. Butcher and the Blade call out Lucha Bros. They ex- Lucha Bros accept. 
Shavani interviews Guevara and Fuego, and Fuego puts his car on the line, um, which was a mistake because he lost um, for on Rampage. So basically, yeah, Fuego, who just got hired, he just got his contract at AW, bought his new car. I forgot what it was, some type of sedan, and uh, he put his car on the line. It's basically a title for title. Um, yeah, 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 if, yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, you know, yeah, I'll go with you on that. And uh, basically, Guevara's fault. Guevara put him up to it. Uh, but yeah, so basically, they're building to this Guevara Miro fight. But the match was really good. Um, it was. He got closer. But that at, happened on, on Rampage. On Rampage, right? yeah. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm not gonna do a, like a separate Rampage. Whenever okay. I get to a match, I'll just comment it right here. But yeah, that match was was really good. He, you know, the first one between him and Miro, he got destroyed. He, this one was a little bit closer, you know, but he still got destroyed and he lost his car. And then Guevara came out and saved him and he picks up the title and shit like that. MGF comes out, does a promo. It's a great fucking promo. And uh, I'm all in on Pillman versus MJF. Oh, wait. Uh, JR, and then right after this, JR. Oh, that, that, and, that, and that promo was hard too. So I'm going to talk to Brian Pillman in heaven and go, no way. Who are we kidding? Yeah. And he points to hell. That Brian yeah. Pillman was in hell. Bro. Did you see the promo he did the week before? Yeah. With the, the family and yeah, the yeah, audience yeah. and shit like that? That shit was hard, too. People shit on it, but you know how shit got approved all around. Yeah, and you got to figure, because if you watch that show, that Dark Side, again, we're talking about Dark Side of the Ring. If you watch that Dark Side of the Ring, they, you know, the Aunt Linda's there and the, that sister is there. And they're letting everything out there. Right. So you got to figure they're okay with it being talked about and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with them being there, you got to assume that they knew what was going to go down. Yeah, of course. Um, she was pregnant and she had the baby basically right after, which is nice. Um, then right after the, the MJF promo, which was a great fucking promo, JR has a sit-down with Pillman, basically telling Pillman, like, what needs to be done is you need to kick his ass, blah, blah, blah. Uh, which is going to happen at the Grand Slam. One on the Grand Slams. Um, after that, we have uh, Shivani talking with Jurassic Express and Christian. And uh, Jungle Boy grabs the mic and he starts talking. And he kind of sounded better than he's been. Has he? Because he always sounds like very unconfident, inconfident on the mic. Uh, he sounded better here. But then he gets cut off by Christian. So I think they're building something there. Uh, but Christian takes the mic and he does a promo on uh, Adam Cole. Uh, it was a good promo. I like the shots he did here where he's like, you know, you got some good friends. You know, your, your VP friends here, they dragged you out of developmental. And uh, I know you're used to losing a Wednesday war, so how about we add a Friday to that? Uh, it's a good promo. I liked it. Uh, after this, we have FTR defeating Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. This was a lot of fun. I loved it. It had rockers versus brainbusters feel to it. Um, I, and I hope this isn't like just this. I hope they they have future matches down the line. These two these two teams. Um, but yeah, I gave it three three quarters. What do you give? A three and a half, three and three quarters. I'll go with you on that. Uh, after this, they talk about the Suzuki incident. So if you don't know, if you watched last week. Uh, we didn't get to review that show, but it ended in a way that made me super fucking angry. 
because they they fucked up on the timing on that episode last week's episode right where they didn't get enough time for Suzuki and um, Moxley uh, to the point where Suzuki comes out and they cut off his music before the Kaze Nari where everyone yells that that pissed off a lot of people um, and then the match only basically it's a, it was like a 7 minute match and you only get to see 4 of it because it goes through a commercial um, and that that was horrible like, the, like it, was, it was fucked up so they're taking a uh, a fuck up and they're making good with it and then they're building on it so they're saying yeah we fucked up and he's mad angry about it and he wants his music he wants his match and they're gonna get it at one of the Grand Slams I think Rampage so they're gonna get Lance Archer and Suzuki versus Eddie and Moxley um, after that I got <laughs> I wrote Malaria Black I keep fucking up that name. Uh, Malachi Black does a promo, and, and this was this was an awesome segment. He comes out does a promo, and he says there's an enemy here, and it's your girl, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Uh, See, Cody tweet out, glad there was a Jedi there. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, that's hilarious. Uh, so Rosario Dawson is there, because she's also part of the, that, that Go Big show. Right. Uh, she's one of the hosts. And uh, so... He comes out. He's threatening her and shit like that. And then she attacks him. And she's really attacking him. She's all up on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And riding him like a Bronco and shit. And Not then, in a good way. Yeah. And then, um, of course, down comes out of out of the fucking... He's so, so fucking extra. He has to come down from the audience. Cody Rhodes. With the big... With the bright red suit on. Think, well, yeah. That's, that's his um, metaphors and shit like Because if you remember when the first feud it was he was always wearing the white suit against the black suit right you know good versus evil right now he's wearing his red suit because he's angry right there's those little 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 things that they throw in there um but those cool it was a great fucking brawl they went through every the, the audience and shit like that audience super fucking into it like to a point where he grabbed the beer uh, Malachi grabbed the beer from one of the audience members and smashed it on Cody and the, the fucking audience went crazy for it. Audience was behind Cody, which is good because I kind of feel like next week that's going to be the opposite. Um, but yeah, this was a great segment. I like that a lot. Great bro. After this, we have a Bunny and Anna J video promo situation and then they go to the Dark Order promo where they're arguing. There's descent in the Dark Order now because Adam Page left and all the shit that's been going down and uh they all start arguing about being you know there for Anna Jay's match to the point where Anna Jay says fuck this I don't want any of you guys there except for Tay Conte and then they all leave so that's hanging the balance uh and then after this we have the Dan Lambert promo uh this was great uh, he comes out with a bunch of Ultimate Fighter, whatever the fuck they have. I don't know. I don't America's watch top team. America's top U- team. UFC guys. Are they UFC? Yep. Uh, was, it's not Bellator? The Ultimate Fighting. Leave it at that. It's Ultimate Fighting. Bellator is Ultimate Fighting. It's okay, okay. Um, and they came out with the um, the, men of, the men of the year. Yeah. Uh, so 
So yeah, so they're all there. I think the the the, the fighters. I don't think they're gonna have pro like feuds here. No. I think they just whoever's available when Dan Lambert goes to the gym. That's who he brings to the yeah. shows. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this was a great promo by Dan Lambert. He's doing a great job here. Uh, out comes Chris Jericho. And he he basically he was my spirit animal in this promo. Yeah, he's you. It's basically you. He really is. Uh, but uh. Ooh. Oh, that was nice. Um. Where was I? Dan, yeah, Dan Lambert. So yeah, Chris Jericho comes out. They're doing a promo battle against each other, and uh, it was good. And then they're basically building up. And it was good that he came out with Jake Hager because Jake Hager has his undefeated career in UFC or whatever the fuck Bellator. Um, this feud can only end with Jericho having a Bellator match. Yeah. <laughs> On AEW Dynamite against one of uh, uh, what are they called? Top what? Top top uh, American um, America's top top team, I think. Yeah, I, I just said it like two seconds ago too. Uh, but yeah, that was a good promo battle. Uh, Gun Club does a, a promo. When did when they heal Gun Club out? Uh, recently uh, against um, what's his face, uh, Big Show, because they had came out because Big Show was fighting off the the. The Nightmare Family, the Factory okay. guys, right? yeah, yeah. And then the Gun Club came out to help, but then it was a it was a, a ruse because then Billy Billy Gun just beats the shit out of him with a chair, and now they're bad guys, and they make good points with their promo because they they're undefeated yeah. in tags and trios and singles, so where the fuck is their shot, yeah, so. It was good. It was a great... They all did a great promo. Uh, then we have Jade Cargill defeating Layla Hirsch in her hometown. <gasps> uh, I thought there was a solid match. There was a moment where Cargill got lost in the shuffle. And Layla Hirsch was a professional and just spiked her on her head. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't mind Layla Hirsch losing here. No. In our hometown. Because they're building up something with Jay Carver. Yeah. And Layla Hurst, too. But but the idea, like, people had a problem with her losing in her hometown, New Jersey. And uh, I don't think you can equate her to a Moxley or a Brit. Right, right. You know, you know where you know she won at Britsburg and Moxley won in Cincinnati and CM Punk and won in Chicago and... Whoever they bring, at least she got to wrestle in home hometown. Unlike Zelina Vega, who couldn't wrestle in her, home, in her hometown oh, on yeah. a day yeah. on the anniversary of her father's death. Yeah, that was she, that was disgusting. Yeah, it was. Um, Even though it was a dark match, put her on TV. Well, let her wrestle in her in front of her hometown. No, it should have been on that show. It should have been. You're right. This whole show was oriented about 9/11. Right. And you and you have a superstar on your roster who lost her father on nine eleven. You're not gonna put her on TV. Yeah. Oh, Come she's on. happy. She resigned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Regrets. Yeah. So yeah, I gave this uh, three and a half. The uh, cargo hurt. Same. same uh, three and a quarter. Uh, after this, we have a Andrade promo of against Pac, and he just wants to let people know that he didn't give the go ahead to interfere in their rampage match. Speaking of which, that rampage match was amazing. I recommend everyone to go watch that Rampage uh, Pac versus Andrade. Did you watch that? No. Watch it. It's really good. Um, 
but the the ending Chavo interferes, um, and he that's when he got rid of Chavo because Chavo interfered and he didn't want that. He didn't give the go ahead for that. So they're building up to that something going on here. He might bring be bringing in his own people, probably a Los Angeles for AW. Uh, then Taz does a promo against CM Punk, and that's where they beat the shit out of CM Punk and try to put him through a table. Uh, but the table went into business for himself, and uh, I bet CM Punk was like, "Oh, I forgot about all this shit." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was a good. I thought it was a great segment, uh, building up to the match between um, Hobbs and CM Punk for Rampage next week. Uh, next week, I believe. Uh, we're getting to. It. Um. Then you got. The, then they did a video package for Darby and Spears. And then, uh, then we get the match between Darby and Al- uh, Darby Allen and um, Sean Spears. It was it was good. Three and a half. Uh, kind of like a pickup win, like an enhancement win for Darby uh, to go through Spears. Uh, Shiovani. Oh wait, no. FTR comes out after this, right? And they beat the shit out of him. And then they build up a match between FTR and Sting and Darby. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so then Shivani interviews Danielson. Omega comes out. They have a face-off. And this is where Danielson um, challenges Omega for a fight at the Grand Slam. Non-title match. And uh, I'll talk more about that in a little bit. But uh, And then we have the Miro promo. Talking about Fuego, which we already talked about. And we have a Hardy, Matt Hardy promo against Orange Cassidy, which was good. And then uh, they announced what's going to happen next week, which I'm going to be at the Dynamite Grand Slam special. It's going to be a four-hour thing, so two hours for each night. We have Dynamite Grand Slam, which is going to be Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. I believe Brian Danielson is going to win that. Mm. Um, mm. Really? I don't have Kenny Omega win it. Why? Because Daniel Bryan's there to put people over. How, how do you? How does, how do you not make Kenny Omega even more invincible by having a beat Brian Danielson? But, Kenny Omega wins this. But the, the idea of... You keep saying, like, Kenny Omega's invincible. That's not the idea. He's the best fountain machine. That's just a name he gave himself. Right. But if you watch his matches, he cheats and he does all this right, other I think, shit. He's I think not Kenny, really the best fountain yeah, machine. Yeah, but I think Kenny Omega wins this. Because even though... He, you want to make Kenny Omega out to be his invincible guy, so when somebody does beat him in an AW match... It means something. It, it still means something. It's Kenny Omega. Yeah, I, I, did, I did Kenny Omega win this. And you, would you beat Brian Danielson so early? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I say Brian Danielson. And then they can build up right into uh, the title match for November. Uh, CM Punk is going to do an interview. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. It's going to be a big match. MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. Another big match. Uh, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. It's going to be a good match. And uh, FTR versus Sting and Darby. So, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi. Who's going to win? Cody. I'm going to say Malachi. Mm. Uh, MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. It's got to be MJF. Probably Pillman. I say MJF. Give him his win back from the loss. 
from the pay-per-view. Maybe. Uh, it won't film them. Uh, and it's in New York. Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Who wins? Britt. Ruby. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, FTR versus Sting and Darby. That's very interesting right there. FTR. Who they pin? Sting? They pin Darby, of course. Why Darby? Because when, when Darby and Sting win, Sting gets to win. They're going to lose, and Darby is going to be the one that eats the pin. You can't have Sting get pinned. Why not? I, I, think, I think Darby gets pinned. Darby is easily the pin eater, if, you want, if they want him to be. I said that. Darby gets pinned. No, I'm saying Sting. I think Sting is. I think Darby gets pinned. Oh. Uh, and then Rampage Grand Slam. We have the Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian. Super Click. I, I think Jurassic <laughs> Express and Christian, I think this is where Cole turns on him. Right here? Yeah. First match, back with, with your old friends. The perfect time to turn on him. Nah. It's too soon. They just got, they just bought the whole Super Click thing. Uh, CM Punk versus Hobbs. Punk. Uh, Jericho Hager versus the Men of the Year. Probably Jericho Hager. Moxley and Eddie versus Archer and Suzuki. I think Archer and Suzuki. Probably. Like, give them that win from that fucked up Yeah, but, but yeah. if that's the main event, you want the crowd to go home happy. Moxley well, we don't know. They, because they, they give us the match, but they don't tell us what the main event. I wouldn't be surprised if Super Click versus Jurassic Express is the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then after this, uh, we have the main event of the show, which is Moxie and Eddie versus 2.0. So very fun match. Gave it three and a half. Uh, and then uh, Suzuki comes out, beats the shit out of uh, Moxie. Puts him, oh no, they didn't get to get put through a table, did he? No. No, they tried, but it didn't happen. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was a great show. The crowd was hot for it, and uh. It was great. Great fucking show. And that's the end of uh Yeah, we're not going to go who wins anymore. We're not going to bother anymore. Well, what show did you like? <laughs> I enjoyed both shows. I'm not going to go into For what the they matches. Were. Yeah. For uh, what they were, I enjoyed both shows. I just... NXT, it's... it's The matches were nothing matches. To me. You know? There was just whatever matches. You know, teachable moments for right. the big guys. Something like that. Um, so, I'm curious where to go with it. Yeah. Do you want to add, a, like, Ring of Honor to this? I got to watch, watch Ring of Honor. We should we, we, we could just start adding Impact. Yeah, we can. Ring of Honor is free on Fight. So is Impact. So the impact is free on the Impact app. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I think Ring of Honor is a better choice. Yeah, I'm enjoying Impact, though. No, I'm not saying Impact's bad. I enjoy Impact, too. And we can talk about it, too, because I watch it. Maybe next week we'll, we'll dabble in it. Next week. Yeah, because Ring of Honor's been really good. They've just finished the the women's tournament they, they were having. And they got this... They have this woman called Roxy. She's, like, 19 years old. She, she won the championship. She won the championship. She is legit probably one of my favorite wrestlers of today. She's so great. She's like she wrestles like she's like forty years old, um, and she's signed with Ring of Honor. You know, same thing. Another one that the one the woman she beat um, for that, and uh, um, 
Death Before Dishonor was uh, Mal um, Miranda Alize. Another great one that that signed with Ring of Honor. You know, so both these talents are there. I think, and, like, I'm surprised like AEW didn't grab these guys up. Or, we could or do. You could review Ring of Honor. I can review Impact. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll be there with you with Impact because I watch it. Yeah. But um, I gotta start watching. I gotta start watching these shows. Like, I know Impact is on Thursdays. When does it show up on the, the Impact Plus app? It's it's sporadic. Like it sometimes on they'll show it like the next day right after. And then sometimes it'll be there on Saturdays. All right, as long as I can get it before Sunday, I'll, maybe I'll do that this week. Yeah. I'll, watch, I'll watch both of them. When does Ring of Honor come up? The new episode of Ring of Honor pop up. Uh, oh, I think those are on Mondays. Those are on Mondays. I'm pretty so sure. Monday, I mean, I might watch Raw this Monday because I kind of want to see New Day and Bloodline. Do you think it's going to be like... I'll, I'll, know, I'll put it on his background list. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've legit given up watching that stuff. Like SmackDown's it, actually not bad. No, it's not good. It's I know people like the whole heel Roman shit and all that stuff, but it's it's just act. It's just it's a soap opera. You know, it's it's just the majority of the time, it's it's Roman sitting on his chair like this with the title because he's the whatever the fuck. And he sits like that. Yo, you, yo, you better respect your tribal chief, man. Come on. And he talks to Heyman, and Heyman does this acting shit. Everything, everyone just overacts and overacts, and it's just like it's like a soap opera, you know. And then right before they go to commercial, they say, "Oh, look angry, look angry." And then the com camera zooms in while they're angry, and then they go to commercial. It's it's a soap opera, you know. They've given up on being a wrestling show. This is a big soap opera show, which, sure, if you like that, it's good. But uh, so I think one day I'll watch Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has been very, very good. Yeah, I think I'll watch Ring of Honor Monday. I'll start from yeah. there. Very interesting. They got the pure thing, and I, I find the pure thing very interesting. Although that pure match at the take at the pay per view was not the best one. Did you watch that? No. It, yeah, it was uh Jonathan Jonathan Grisham versus um something Woods. I forgot his name. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Josh Woods. Yeah. And um, it was not a great match. They the, the way they worked, it was so weird. I didn't like it. Um, but usually the, the 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 pure title matches are great. Um, but yeah, they need to get crowds back too, like actual crowds. They're still doing empty arena. Not for pay per views, but for their shows, it's oh, empty arena. That's for the most part. But yeah. I really want to see Impact and Ring of Honor work together. I think that'd be a good a good partnership. What do you think about that shit that Kenny put out there? What did he put out? Well, he, he wants to put out a multi-company show, like a like a special. That's you know? hard, man. Well, they've done it before. Right, but now... Really, all yeah. In. Yeah, I mean, that, they, yeah, All In was done on a small... But what was All In? It was just WWE. It was just... It was it, Ring of Honor. Right. New Japan. Triple A. Um, indies, uh, uh, Joshi talents were there from Stardom and other companies. They had a lot of companies. That was the whole yeah, idea the of All In. Yeah, the problem it was is, called All In for that reason. You know, but now when you, you could. You got I mean, who wins matches? I mean, you got to make sure. The well, yeah, that's the politics of it. Sure, but 
you know, if they could figure it out back then, NWA was involved. Uh, that was when I think they had. Um, that was when uh, Cody won it. Right. Um. Yeah. It was. Unless you have these other promotions on, but that they, they run their own matches without inter inter promotional matches. I think the that's best, the only way you could do it. Well, I think the best way to do it is to not just plan for this one show. Plan f to have do this big one show, and then have these matches splinter off into other shows, right? So, like, say you have the uh, who's uh, what's his name, uh, Murdoch, the NWA champion, versus Cody, right? And Cody wins, right? And then you you set up. All right, we're gonna have this match. I'm gonna win. Then I'm going to go to NWA Power and lose it back to you. Or something like that. You know? They used, and do they, the same thing. They used to do that when Ric Flair was a Roman champion. That's right, yeah. He would lose. Like, he lost to Kerry Von Erich. Yeah. He lost to Kerry Von Erich in front of Kerry... It was the, David, it was the um, memorial that David Von Erich died. Yeah. And he lost to Kerry again right back to him. Yeah. He won that win in front of his home. But I'm saying, for like to get, have this show be less political, you can do stuff like that. Where it... Splinters off into all their other shows, so don't just plan this crossover. Plan a little bit other crossovers with the other shows. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that way, or like say, and AW knows that Brian Cage is not going to resign, right? So Brian Cage is going to be there at the All In or whatever you call it as a representative of AEW, right? And wins the NWA title. I'm just just going to use that one again. And, but then he goes to NWA and signs with them. You know? Right. And because they knew the deals that were going you know, well, that I'll go back thing. to Impact. Which I think would be great back in Impact. What? The NWA? Brian Cage. No, I'm just saying for like right, that right, idea. Right, so right. like, alright, so let's use Impact. Like, he wins the Impact title right. at this all-in against uh, Christian Cage. Right? So, and so, because they knew he wasn't going to resign. Right. And he wants to resign with Impact. They, he just goes to Impact with the title and joins them. You know, that type of thing. They, they would have to plan ahead of the, the, the big crossover show. You know? Not just for the big crossover. Right. To, that way it can just go out smoothly. You know? I think. We didn't review on Victory Road. We'll do that next week. Yeah. Good stuff. Right. Um, this episode might actually be two episodes. Already well over two hours. Uh, so I, we're gonna split this episode up. Maybe. I don't know where we're gonna split it up, but we're gonna split this episode. You're gonna get two episodes this week. Maybe. No. Yes. Maybe. Yes. We'll see. I already put it out there in the world. They have to do it now. It's at the end of the episode. <laughs> still gotta put it out. You still gotta, yeah. You, and I'm gonna delete that. I'm, I'm gonna edit that. I'm gonna edit that out. Two episodes. Maybe. Right. Uh, we out of here. Let's call it. Uh, top guys out. Two.